1: Yo, we are live. What is going on everybody? Sorry for uh the Xbox 2 podcast being on a Thursday, but you know who to blame on that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why is
1: it always me? Uh well, be- it well, it's it's your I mean, because it, it it is your fault. It's your fault. Sometimes it's my fault. But today it is your fault. What's going on everybody? Uh it's Randall Thorne 19, uh one of the hosts of the Xbox 2 podcast and with me as always. The man, the myth, the legend, the reason we're doing this show on a Thursday today, Jez Corden of Windows Central. What's going on, buddy?
0: It's actually my girlfriend's fault that we're doing this.
1: Okay. uh, Well, I mean But you guys are together. You guys are one person, so it's (laughs) it's it's it's, you know
0: your fault. She, she She had to get up for university at seven in the morning. So like I was like, well, either I could podcast really tired or Common podcast on Thursday and be Chipper, but here I am, Chipper. Would you rather have Chipper Jazz or falling asleep, yawning Jazz? Hmm? I'd rather have Chipper Jazz.
1: Yeah. And just and just let everybody know, next week is um, July Fourth holiday, Wednesday, which means uh, we're not going to be doing the show on Wednesday. We'll do a show exactly a week from now on Thursday. So make every you know make sure you uh, mark that down on your calendar. But hopefully, we can actually go back to doing the show on Wednesdays instead of doing it on Thursdays or Fridays. You know, we kind of we kind of got out of the routine for many different reasons. People traveling, people not feeling good, you know, all that good stuff. So, um, next week it'll be on Thursday. You know, we don't want to we don't want to ruin anybody's holiday. Uh, Trader's, day.
0: Yeah. Trader's Day,
1: yeah, Trader's Day. Like, even though we do, do 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 it early in the day, like three o'clock, but still, a lot of people have the day off. A lot of people are spending it with family. A lot of people are, you know, outside in that disgusting heat because it's hot it's hot i don't know i don't know what it is by you in the uk but it
0: is hot here in chicago oh i'm i'm in germany right at the minute and uh, i'm actually pretty lucky it's not that hot here it's been raining today so i'm pretty pretty chill with the temperature right now but everyone in in england's dying because it's like 30c i don't know what that is in f like 90f something but, well 90, 90. That's hot, dude. Yeah, but the thing is, like, everyone laughs at British people for complaining about it being 90, but no one in England has air conditioning, and a lot of shops don't have air conditioning, so there's no way to escape it. So, I don't know. I'm glad I've got a fan. I've got a desk fan, so I'm rocking it, man. High-tech air conditioning right here. High-tech air conditioning.
1: <laughs> oh, sounds good. Sounds good. Um. Uh, so yeah, we have a uh, we have a lot to talk about. The good thing we actually did delay till today because a lot of bunch of news came out. Uh, we have the information about Stated K hitting three million players. We're going to discuss that. We also have the Halo TV show finally being in production or at least announced with Showtime in a ten episode order. We'll talk about that. Uh, Microsoft is quote unquote done playing around. That's a quote from a developer uh, in regards to Next Generation. We'll discuss what that could potentially mean. Jez has had some few leaks this week, one about Xbox mods and the other about keyboard and mouse support, uh, which we'll talk about as well. And, yeah, whatever else we feel like, you know, questions you guys can put in the chat, uh, you know, and we'll answer them. But, um, yeah, so let's let's start the show. And Jez, you know, I, I I didn't make a video for like four or five days, man. I took a little break from YouTube, played some video games, not having to worry about uh, you know, making videos, you I wish know, I could spending do that. time and <laughs> spending time in Premiere Pro trying to figure stuff out, and then listening to people complain in my comment section about why I suck so much. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I was just like, you know what? I'm just unplugging and I was just I I played a lot of games. Uh what have you been what 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 has Jazz been up to?
0: Well, I've been leaking all over the place, as you saw, as you just mentioned. Um so I've been working pretty hard this week. But um i am also strangely chilled. Pretty chill this week. I've had a good week, man. I, I can't complain. Can't <laughs> complain. I've been playing some games too, uh, here and there. What have you been playing around? We usually start with what I've been playing, but yeah. I've been this week. We should start with what you've been playing since you've been taking a break. Yeah, so um, it's it's
1: weird because Near Automata came out for Xbox, right? Yes. So I've been playing a couple games. I've been playing Near Automata, and I've been playing The Crew Two, and I've kind of been switching back and forth on both of those. And what's interesting though is when I posted that I was playing Near Automata, a lot of um, a lot of PlayStation fans kind of were. I'm not going to use the word upset, but they were upset. curious as to why I would play it on Xbox and I wouldn't play it and I didn't play it on PlayStation. <laughs> um, but to which I responded, listen, I I just, I mean, they're like, oh, you could have played it last year in May, which is true. But I didn't have a PlayStation last year when it came out in March. I didn't get my PlayStation until around June. And considering I had had." A playstation product since the ps2 i had a lot of games i wanted to play first before near you know what i mean like i wanted to play the last of us the Uncharted's, uh the god of wars uh until dawns i mean i played i don't know i think i played like 30 games on my playstation already and i still have some i want to play but i was always kind of interested in near because i do like platinum games i love bayonetta i love metal gear rising revengeance it seems in that vein So I'm like, okay, well, eventually, eventually I will get to the point where I'll play near when I have some of these games on my backlog on my PlayStation kind of cleared out. And then, like, early this year, very early, I was told it was coming to Xbox. So I was like, all right, well, I'll just play it on Xbox whenever it comes. And you know they eventually you know announced it the day before E3. Even though you know I think we had known about it for like months, right, Jez? Yes. Like I I I think I had heard about it back all the way back in February. It's like okay, yeah. well near coming, so like I'll just, I just play. didn't have
0: any proof.
1: Yeah, I so, would loved to
0: have leaked that. Right. And then
1: and then it was like okay, so near near coming on in you know end of June. It's like oh great, so that's during the summer drought. There's really gonna be nothing to play, which there really isn't. So I'm like, I'll play near, you know, and I'll play it on. And it has nothing to do with, like, the 4K or any of that shit. Like, I don't care about resolution. I've always said I don't care about resolution. I just prefer playing everything on Xbox because I prefer the controller. And, yeah, I do like to get achievements because trophies are meaningless to me. I always got to say to me. It's like when I say these things, people get a little, little testing when I say trophies are meaningless because they, they assume I'm talking, like, for them. When I say trophies are meaningless, I of course mean to me because I really can't speak for anybody else. So, um, yeah. So like, I decided to play that. Some of the PlayStation fans were like, oh no, you're playing it. You know, like, like well, yeah. Like I wanted to play it. I, I playing on Xbox. Given a choice, and I've said this plenty of times before. Given a choice, I would rather play everything on Xbox. You know, like. I don't know why that's a mystery to some people, but, uh, it is what it is. So I've been playing through near automata and fucking games. Good, dude. Like the game's good. The game's great. Actually. Like I am really, really enjoying the game. Um, I just finished the amusement park section. Well, a little bit past the amusement park section. My God, that whole section with the jazz. Have you played this
0: game? No Spoilers. Have you played this game? i played it a very little bit and um i'll explain more about that in a minute but please no Dude, spoilers. The
1: music in this game is phenomenal oh like, yeah the music oh my god the music in this game is just i just sit there and just listen uh and the, the combat the combat is pretty cool there's different ways you can set it up with like your weapon sets and the different type of weapons you have, plus, like, your pod and things like that. So, like, the combat actually is pretty interesting. And it also has that typical uh, Platinum games where if you dodge right when you're about to get hit, you go, like, kind of, you know, you get, like, a... Well, this one, you kind of teleport, and then you attack, and then you knock people up in the air and stuff. But similar to the Bullet bullet Witch stuff and Bayonetta and things like that, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But, man, like, I, like i'm really enjoying it and i've kind of been and and the only reason I, i like haven't been like burning through is because i also have crew 2 for a review so i kind of been playing a little bit of near and then a little bit of crew a little bit of near a little bit of crew but like i am planning on like not only beating this game once but beating this game like three times because that's what people have told me like you need to play like it's it's worth playing but if you're only gonna play it once it may not be worth it that much like Second playthrough is different than the first and the third playthrough is different than the, the you know, the, all the other two. And that's like where the true endings, and all that stuff come in place. So like, I'm, I'm down for the long haul. I'm probably going to do as many playthroughs and probably aim for the thousand. Um, kind of interested in seeing where the story goes. And this is coming from somebody who doesn't know anything about near at all. Like, I don't know anything about near the world. I didn't play the one on the 360 or any of the other ones. Like I don't know anything about the world of Near, and like I think they do a pretty good job of setting it up and making you kind of interested in what's going on. Considering like I don't know anything uh, other than like the combat is great, uh, the music's phenomenal, and and even though like maybe some of the buildings and so, like don't look very good, but like it's it's kind of a weird thing. The game looks great, but some of the some of the areas don't look so great. If that makes a lot of sense, I don't know. Like. Some yeah. it, it can be in certain instances visually stunning, but in some instances, like not. But uh, the first couple of boss fights were also the you know, they got these big boss fights, and the thing that really kind of gets me is how seamlessly they transition from like third person hack and slash to a side scrolling hack and slash or into a shoot 'em up because you have like a jet sometimes that you use, and it's basically like a regular shoot 'em up, and then some of the bosses will use all the different types of things, like it'll be like a regular hack and slash, and then like they'll start shooting out their like bull it's 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 very unique in that regard and i am um very happy to be playing it and enjoying it so that is near automata i've had a bunch of people ask me to do a review um when i finish it and i will definitely probably do a video about it for sure um just know that i am really enjoying myself and uh you know if you have a playstation or xbox maybe consider picking this up, especially if you like those hack and hack and slash action games. Like, I love Bayonetta and Metal or Gear. Or on the PC. Yeah, that's right. It's on the PC as well. And um, I don't know what it runs on the X. I've been playing on the X. I know it's supposed to be, like, they they touted as 4K, but apparently it's not 4K. Like, I, I don't really care. Um, it seems to run, like, frame rate-wise, because this game is supposed to be 60 frames, and it is 60 frames. But there are some sections where I do notice the frame take a hit here and there. Um, but I am happy it's running as close to 60 frames as possible. But yeah, just another quality game from uh Platinum Man. Like, I, you know, like I know sometimes depending on which team at Platinum makes the game determines the quality of the game. Like, you know, Bayonet is great, and and Metal Gear Rising is great. But like, man, it's that Turtles game. Uh, there's a couple other like B tier ones like. Performance wasn't that great,
0: was
1: it? Like, yeah, like it's like whoever they put on it. And now it's like when I play this, I'm like, man, like kind of wanna see what scalebound turned into. Because like they had the A Team on, you know, for scale bound, and maybe it wouldn't have been as good as near and Bayonetta because it didn't really seem like the combat and all that stuff, but like mm. near has kind of like proven to me once again like why I enjoyed A Team uh platinum games. For so long, why I consider Bayonetta to be a masterpiece, why I like gave Metal Gear Rising a, ten, a nine out of ten when I originally played it, because like they are they they are like the best at that type of game. Yeah. You know what I mean.
0: I love Rising. Rising is one of my favorites too.
1: Yeah. So that is um that is all for Near Automata. I'm really enjoying it. I've also been finding like dead bodies. Like apparently you're connected to Xbox Live and other. Other people play and they die, and then you can retrieve their bodies. It's kind, of, and you can even retrieve your own body. It's kind of dark Soulsian in that aspect. Like you collect these chips, like uh, these plug-in chips, it might give you extra XP or extra damage, and you plug them, you plug it in. But then if you die, uh, you know, because you can't always save in this game. There's no quick save or there's no auto save. You can only save in certain spots when you actually activate a save device. Which you know, it fits into the story very well. Um, and then you can go back to your body that died and retrieve the stuff that you lost so it kind of has that little aspect to it um but you sometimes when you're connected to Xbox Live or the network they call it there'll be other like bodies out there that you you you'll see that of people that died and you get stuff for like you know retrieving them or repairing them um so that's one of my games let's go back to you
0: jazz and then we'll go back to the crew too so what have you been playing well um I've been desperately trying to Finished Vampire because I you know I had a review copy of that as well uh they gave review copies the day of launch, so that wasn't happening and um since then I got like a huge backlog from e three and uh you know I'm still trying to make good on the promise of reviewing that game, so every sort of spare little bit of time I've had, I've been playing a uh, vampire and um uh I don't know how far through the game I am either. I think the level cap's level 30 and I'm like level twenty three or something. I'm not even sure if that's a level cap actually, come to think of it. But um yeah, I've been playing for like God, it's gotta be well over 20 hours, 25 hours by now. But um I'm I'm conflicted about it, Rand. I'm conflicted Uh-oh. about it. You haven't
1: you, played were, it, right? you were really yeah, I haven't played it. You're really enjoying it before. I know you were talking about how like you could basically just kill any NPC that you find. But but what, you're not feeling it that much anymore? I
0: there are some serious problems with the game. Mm, Put it that way. Yes. So like um there are bugs. Really annoying bugs. I wouldn't say game break. I haven't found anything game breaking yet. But there are some really, really frustrating bugs. Like um there's a bug with reflections where um like if there's a light reflecting off water, it can make your whole screen go white. And there's a boss fight, which takes place in some water. Uh, <laughs> so you can imagine, my screen was flashing white the whole time I was trying to kill him. And I did kill him, but man, it was, it was really annoying. And um, just loads of little things like that, man. Like, it feels, the game's crying out for a polished pass. But the devs have been pretty much silent since the game's launch. There's no information if they're even going to support it with updates. Um, it's really a weird considering it came out, what, like a month ago now or something like that? Like, yeah. what, more than a month well, no, so, it,
1: no, it, it came out like on the 5th, June
0: 5th. So, so almost a month, should I say yeah. but, but there's been no information that I'm aware of that about them updating it. You know, there's frame rate issues on the Xbox One X2. Like, there's more than, if there's more than like four enemies on screen, it gets so laggy. And I'm talking like, 10 frames a second or less it's it's terrible and that, this is on the X you know so like it was even worse on the S or about well about the same probably but, but uglier so like I'm you know it's annoying it's kind of like this game could have been so much more with a bit more polish a bit more thought, thoughtfulness towards it like the game world's inconsistent too it's like it's set in London right Mm-hmm. But it doesn't do a great job of explaining why um, their MPs... they are like it's like a hub-based open world. It is—it is truly open world, I guess. But like you sort of gated by level and, and stuff like that. Like you can't if you try and access an area that's too high level for you, you'll get wrecked. Um, but like you—you you can still overcome the mobs if you play well, I guess. But um, it sort of—it sort of tries to it ushers you to certain places in the story right but problem is it's set in london so like there'll be one area that's full of werewolves and and weird zombie things called skulls and stuff like that and then the next area there will just be npcs walking around like there's no danger or anything like that and it's kind of like it doesn't make any sense to me like this person is literally standing there ignoring the fact there's a werewolf walking around around the corner, and they don't they don't seem to, they don't seem bothered by it. It's like it's just inconsistent. It feels like the 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 people who wrote the game weren't communicating with the people who made the open world. So I don't know, man. It's a messy game. It's but that mess- said, I've quite enjoyed my time with it, and the story's very good. The writing's very good. The The main character especially has a really good voice actor, and it has some really great music and atmosphere and that sort of thing. It's a very gothic sort of game, you know. It's a little oppressive at times. Like, literally every single area is dark, depressing, you know, and traumatic. There's literally, there is no bright spots in this game whatsoever. Like, some some games, like, they do this thing where they specifically... I I actually interview. I'll actually tell you about my interview with the Ashen devs in a bit as well, because I interviewed the Ashen devs this week. But um, I was speaking to the, the devs of Ashen this week, and they were telling me about how they didn't want the whole game to be this oppressive, shadowy, dark place. And they showed me some areas that were like more brightly colored and, you know, a little bit more interesting to offer a, a reprieve from all the darkness and depress- depressing areas and stuff. Vampire's not like that. It's like, it has one mode depressing and dark and that's it <laughs> which is great but I, I know a lot of people probably won't like that so conflicted man that's my feelings about vampire so far but the story's keeping even though with all these problems though the story's keeping me going so it has that going for it i guess right um other than that i've been back on the division oh the division you're getting you're getting ready for next year for division two i am indeed because yeah in the in the division now there's like this there's this uh the shields thing where you do like challenges in division one and you can unlock things for division two so i thought since it's on game pass now the game world's populated again because everyone's on game pass and i thought this would be a good time to go back and try it out and try and do some of that shield content and basically experience the end game as it's progressed over the last two three years now i think um and honestly the game just feels a lot better even leveling up at low level so um i'll talk about the end game division once i get there because i deleted my character to force myself to start over oh okay so
1: you 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 uh so when you originally played it you did whatever and then you you took that character deleted it so you could start over from the very beginning again
0: yes like i played the i reviewed the division um and i got to level 30 i got like full exotic gear and all that sort of stuff and um you know did a bit of the dark zone before everyone just you know got way better gear than me but um I uh, I played till the first incursion launched, and I hated it so much that I just quit playing and never looked back. But everyone says that it's improved a lot, so I want to find out if it's actually true. You know, so we'll see, man. We'll but see. I've been enjoying it playing with Roby on the streams, enjoying it, awesome. Man.
1: Um, so yeah, so crew two, have
0: uh, have you gotten yeah, got a
1: chance there. to um?
0: I uh, play crew I two? have. I, they gave me a code. Um, I'm not reviewing it though. Richard Devine's reviewing it for Windows Central because he actually has a race car license, so he's our racing guy. He actually knows about cars, unlike me. I don't know nothing about cars. So, um, but I haven't tried it myself yet. I've got it installed, but you know, you know, how I feel about racing games, Rand.
1: Yeah, I know. So here's the thing. Like, I, I feel like they saw Forza Horizon and was like, they were like, kind of like copy that a little because it does feel very much like Forza Horizon but obviously nowhere near as good and there's obviously one quote that sums up the crew too and that is jack of all trades master of none right because it wants to do everything it wants to have every type of racing imaginable from street racing to drag racing to hypercar racing to touring racing to racing on a boat racing in a plane airplane stunts Rally raids, rally cross, motocross, right? Uh, They have so many different disciplines, but it doesn't do any one of those particularly well. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many of them, so many different types, but it's like, they just, it doesn't, there's not one like that it just kind of owns. And then because it has all these different types, there's not that many events for each one of them. There's like, Ten circuit races or ten street races, there's, like, five drag races, right? And so, like, you unlock other types of races as you earn more fans. And you earn more fans by completing the races, and you get a couple thousand every time. So once you... Say, like, for instance, I hate drag racing in this game, right? I hate it. I don't want to do it. But, like, when you're playing and you want to unlock... Say, I really like street racing... Well, when the game starts off, you only have three straight races event. And then you actually have to level up to get access to the next three. And then level up again to get access to the next four. And every time you level up, there's always these new activities and different disciplines. But you may not like some of the disciplines. Like, I don't like the flying in the game, right? I don't like flying around the plane. So it has a couple modes that I do enjoy and a couple modes that I don't enjoy. But then it wants me to play the couple modes I don't enjoy to earn XP and money. So eventually I can unlock some of the stuff for the other modes I do enjoy. And on the crux of this is this big, gigantic open world. Cause you know, it's supposed to be like the entirety of the United States, right? Just like the map, like, Oh, Hold it's on. the United States. It's literally the United States. Like you can drive from New York. There's a race where you have to drive from New York to San Francisco. I think eh? it's, a, it's a 40 minute race. Did you, do you not know anything about the crew? Like what it was? Nope. So the crew, <laughs> the crew was basically you're, you're stuck on the, you know, uh, America and it's the entirety. It's like the, the map is literally the map of the United States, you know, like not one-to-one
0: scale, surely.
1: I mean, no, not, not obviously not one-to-one scale, but like Chicago's there and you can drive downtown Chicago and see the buildings uh, out Los Angeles is there and they have the convention center where E3 is and there's buildings and New York and, florida and you can drive in between each one of those things but the thing is like since there's so many different activities to do and they have fast travel right so like i want to go to race to race so like when i choose the next activity to do like next circuit race so say i just finished a race in las vegas which las vegas looks really cool in the game by the way uh because it has like it's literally just a replica of las vegas especially at night when all the neon lights are out and stuff right so I just did a I just did a street race in Vegas. My next street race to progress, to get more fans, to get more money, and, and to kind of like finish off that section is all the way in Miami, right? So I could I could I could set a line and I could drive there, which would take 15 minutes, or I can just fast travel. So why would you ever want to drive there? So you just fast travel. So like the big the big map is essentially pointless because every time I do. I do all the circuit races, I just fast travel in between each one. I do the boat races, I just fast travel between the thing, like all of them. And there's like no point to the open world. Um, because you're constantly just fast traveling to each point. And Cyberman says your racing sucks, Rand. I saw that drive off the bridge in your vid. That's the thing. So here's the thing with the crew: like in the very beginning of the game. Your car isn't very well equipped. Uh it's you know, its performance levels are no, so uh they don't brake well, they don't drift well, they don't take corners well, they don't, you know, like it's it's a low level car, so driving can be a tad bit difficult. And the whole thing is as you play and as you complete more events, at the end of every event, Jazz, you're gonna like this. You get loot. You get color coded loot. From you know commons to rares to ultras to legendaries, and those you know loot levels up your car. So I I started with this one car, it's an Aston Martin, and it was like performance level one thirty, right? And I was having a tough time controlling it. It just didn't feel well. The physics are kind of weird, but like me and Maka were playing this in co op, which you can play the game completely in co op, and I don't know why you wouldn't because it's just it's more beneficial. Because it's easier to win, and only like your one teammate only has to kind of be the one to win for you to get rewards for it. And then eventually, I took that car that started at 140 and I have it up to 210 now. And now the car runs like a dream. It's fast, it takes corners extremely well. Uh, I can actually use turbo out of a, a drift. And because of that, like, so they intentionally screw up the cars or make them crappy in the beginning. So you want to keep on using that car and leveling up the parts, so the car actually becomes really drivable towards the later in the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then, of course, maybe the worst thing about it is the AI in the game. Um, man, talk about rubberband AI! Talk about AI that is literally on your ass, no matter how well you do. Right? You could be in a ten-minute race, doing extremely well. And the AI will be right there behind you, and all it takes is one mistake, and you will make a mistake. You will hit something, and then the computer passes you up, and it's goodbye. Good luck trying to catch them. So the AI is—they're just—it's just just broken. The AI is just broken in the game, um, which is tune it. No, you can't turn it, tune it. There's like normal and there's there's hard. But the thing is, I was telling you playing with a friend is better. The events, none of them really have you coming in first place. And I, I think they know the AI is really screwed up because for like 90% of the events, your objective is to come in the top three, not even to win, just come in the top three. Because I think they realized that the AI was just so broken that they couldn't have you like the objective be to win because of how like bad the AI is. Like I, the rubber banding in this game is ridiculous for that, for the AI, just utterly ridiculous. But then sometimes in the rally raids, which is a race that is in an open field and there's really no point to point. You just got to get somewhere as quick as possible. There's no like routes. The AI will take the slowest route and you're just cutting through everything. So you'll beat the AI by 30 seconds. But in the street races, since it's just kind of a circuit, they're right there, man, and it's it's pretty bad. So like, while I was playing the game in the beginning, I was quite enjoying it because it felt very Forza Horizon to me. I'm like, yes, this is what I want. I love Forza Horizon, uh, you know. And playing this one though, like the more I play it, the more I just don't like it because it's opening up more of the disciplines uh, for things I don't care about, like drifting and drag racing. And it doesn't have enough events of the stuff I actually do care about. There's not that many uh, events, but they make you play all the other stuff to actually level up. And then, of course, there's the AI problem, and there's no point to the gigantic map because you're just fast traveling in between every a, a, every event to you know get there as fast as possible and race. I don't know, man. It
0: sounds confused.
1: That's what it is i i and and the other thing, the big maybe the biggest thing the biggest problem I have is the lack of direction, so like I find myself when in a race, constantly having to look at my mini map to see where I'm turning or what do I need like what upcoming turns I need to make, unlike like Forza Horizon or even Onrush or some of these other games like I'm focused on the race like where I'm going like what direction am I headed in but in this one my eyes are constantly darting like looking at the mini map okay I need to take a right and then a left right there's no there's no like uh what a line or whatever you want to call it to like show you or like okay so the line's going to go this way and that way it's just yeah. like literally like you'll come you'll be going really fast and then all of a sudden oh there's yellow signs that go left it's like man and then if you don't take it right and you, you you hit something well then the AI passed you up and there's no rewind so it's kind of just uh, you know what I mean <laughs> like yeah. it's kind of like start the race over and what sucks because there are some endurance races and like there are like there's like I said a 40 minute race, a few 20 minute races a few 10 minute races and I've had one who was a five minute race and on the last turn I hit the um, I hit something and I stalled, and it was a one race where I actually had to win because there's only like four or five of those, and because I hit that in the final turn, even though it was leading the entire time, even though like at one point the AI was 12 seconds ahead of me, and then two seconds later they were a second behind me, they passed me up and I lost and I had to redo the race. Stuff know. like that that kind of grates on my nerves. So that's kind of been my feeling so far with uh crew 2 um so i i don't know man if you um if you're a fan of the first one maybe check this out i mean i'll i'll try to finish it um you know actually complete cuz there's like four different disciplines like the like each one has its own section and to fight the final boss of each discipline you got to complete 70 70% of the events in that discipline and like you know, so you will be basically if you want to complete the game, you're gonna to have to actually like try to maybe do stuff you don't like. Like I hate the I hate the drag racing, but luckily Maka was good at drag racing, so he won all the events for me. But if I had to do that stuff on my own, I'd be like, no nah, man, this, no. Nah. So not as good as Forza Horizon. And honestly, if I had a choice between, you know, Onrush and Crew Two, I think Onrush is better.
0: And- so
1: I don't know. That's that's the Crew Two in a
0: nutshell i i don't you know i don't love racing games like i enjoyed forza horizon 3 just because you know it was really fun but to me it's like racing is a a mini game of a bigger game (laughs) which i know is going to make some people angry but i just i just don't like racing games i I don't know i'm more of like a role-playing kind of guy um but it doesn't sound like i'll enjoy the crew too if it's worse than forza I think that's the problem. It's like Forza has kind of set the standard now and every game that tries to copy it will just seem like Forza but worse. I think the crew needs to find its own identity because that's why like all MMOs just flop because they're just like World of Warcraft but worse. Yeah. So, I don't know.
1: So that's, that's uh, what we've been playing this week. Uh, you want to delve into the topics? yeah man let's do this You want to get into you know what let's let's get into your leakage let's let's leak, leak let's things. talk about let's talk about your leakages this
0: week which leak do you want to talk about first
1: keyboard and mouse baby keyboard and mouse
0: okie dokie so because closing... that because
1: that is a hot button issue everybody people are
0: just waiting to play the keyboard and mouse on xbox right yeah <laughs> yeah um it's interesting i've seen like a lot of uh a lot of outlets covered this story um, From us, and uh, a lot of them sort of added their own hot takes on it and stuff, and some people like all for it, other people were like scared of it, and um I kind of understand the apprehension so i when I wrote the piece, I really wanted to emphasize the the parts where Microsoft was basically telling ba- basically Microsoft gave devs an ultimatum, you know um you know we we are a dev centric company, we don't want to tell you what to do. But we strong they they actually use I mean I'm paraphrasing slightly but they use language like we strongly urge you to prioritize multiplayer balance when um considering mouse and keyboard support. So like and also uh, they emphasize things like separate matchmaking and stuff like that. So I mean before we get really into it, I'll uh, for those who don't know or didn't see the article, I'll. Bring you up speed. Basically, I recently came across documents which um, uh, pointed to a partnership between Razer and Microsoft to bring RGB lighting mouse and keyboards to Xbox One. Um, during that presentation, Microsoft went into some detail on how uh, mouse and keyboard are planning was planning to be implemented on Xbox. These documents are from earlier in the year. So maybe the plans aren't going ahead. Maybe they are, maybe they'll be different. So you you can never know whether these things will actually ever come out as we saw with career mode, but, um, the documents are definitely real. And, um, uh, the verge verified them with their own sources too. So, um, basically Microsoft is looking to bring mouse support to Xbox one games. Or more accurately to say they are gonna bring mouse support for developers to use in Xbox One games with caveats. Now in the document it says one of those caveats is there cannot be a mouse only game on Xbox One. Every single game has to be has to work with a controller. They don't wanna they don't wanna get into a situation where people want there to be a controller. Uh, support and it's not there so like Microsoft is sort of prioritizing the console experience as they look to bring in these peripherals on board but at the same time they want to give devs the freedom to choose how they want mouse and keyboard support to be implemented and also um, make sure that multiplayer balance is preserved now some of the ways they're looking into doing this is A Because um, mouse and keyboard support will require the use of an API, uh, an application uh, interface, basically what that means is a game will be able to pull the console and see what peripherals are connected or in use. So like they will be able to split uh, playlists up by peripheral usage. Um, so like if they detect that the player is using a mouse and keyboard, they will restrict them to a mouse and keyboard only playlist. And, um, similarly, if they're using the gamepad, and you just choose the, you just choose the playlist you want to, you want to join. And that's like, if developers choose to use it like that, of course, developers could choose to just have a free for all, um, like they're pretty much done in sea of thieves where people with mouse and keyboard can fight against people with a controller. But they've done some pretty clever things in Sea of Thieves to uh, maintain balance there. Like, um, all the guns have... They don't have much ammo in the clip, and uh, you know you you can't turn very fast while aiming, even when using the mouse. I think they have tweaked that a bit. But, like, Sea of Thieves... uh, Rare was telling me that um, they saw that mouse and keyboard players in Sea of Thieves only have, like... An extra two percent efficiency versus controller players in that game so like that they they consider that to be an acceptable level of difference and i think that's fair enough so it'll be on a oh and gears of war gears of war 4 as well has like a a mixed playlist right Mm -hmm. and and because Gears, gears of war is more to do with wall bouncing skill and 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 you know flanking and stuff like that 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 apparently the keyboard and mouse doesn't make much of a difference in that game either Versus uh, gamepad players, so there are ways it can be balanced and still be fun. But like they're like, if if it looks like the balance is going to be thrown really off, like it would in say Battlefield, um, they they tell people to split split up the player base between different peripherals. Additionally, um, they also said that they have an API which will detect peripherals which aren't supported by Windows Update. So basically any mouse and keyboard that downloads its drivers from Windows update will work, but unauthorized keyboards and mice like that XIM uh, emulator controller emulator keyboard, which people use in Call of Duty a lot, that can potentially be blocked if a developer wants to block it. So um, Microsoft is looking into letting devs block those keyboards and mice, which um, would circumvent this technology so that's uh, pretty much the information we got and uh, some people were freaked out by it some people thought it was cool what's your take on it, Ron?
1: I mean, I don't know as long, look, as long as I don't have to play against uh, people playing with a keyboard and a mouse on a shooter then I really don't care that much I I, I don't know Like, I, I feel like that's the core issue. Like, I have I have no problem with someone hooking up a keyboard and mouse and playing their single-player games, right? We all know Microsoft is about removing restrictions and playing the games how you want to play, right? If you want to play Deus Ex Mankind Divided and uh, you want to play with the keyboard and mouse on the Xbox, then that's awesome. Like, play how you want to play. I, I don't have any issues with that. The issue I do have, is, though, is like, you know, I mentioned before on this podcast, everybody knows, I play PUBG a lot on Xbox. Yes it's terribly unoptimized port uh, I don't know what the hell blue holes thinking or doing uh the fact that it's it's been Isn't seven- it still bad oh it's still bad dude it's still bad they they I mean they, it seems like they fixed the crashing issue thank God but there's still just basic stuff the frame rate still it's it, it's a it's a bad port and they should be ashamed uh for seven months in and they you know, oh, but hey, right, you can't really criticize game previews and whatever. Um, <laughs> thing is, like, I don't wanna, I don't wanna have to play against somebody who's playing in that game on a keyboard or mouse. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, like, I'm fine if it's just for single player. You play how you want. Uh, but man, like, please do not force any sort of uh crossplay stuff. Like, I don't want to play against PC people on keyboard and mouse. Like if Same. you need to do, if you need to do like playlists where, Hey, this is a playlist on Xbox for keyboard and mouse Playlist for Xbox with controller, then, then do that. But please don't mix and match because I'm of the opinion that a player with a keyboard and mouse will absolutely destroy a player on a controller. Um, yeah. So, and I don't want to see that happen I mean, maybe they get a, I know people like, oh, Sea of Thieves has that and State of Decay 2, but like for the most part, Sea of Thieves and State of 2 really aren't like competitive. Well, especially State of Decay 2. State of 2 is very cooperative, and that's fine. You want to play... You're on the Xbox, your buddy's on PC, and you want to kill some zombies together. Who cares if one's playing on keyboard and mouse and one playing on the controller? Sea of Thieves, I know there's a little competitiveness there with the ship-to-ship combat, but... I don't really think it's that big of, like, point of the game. Uh, yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I haven't played it enough or whatever. But, like, it doesn't. it's not like Halo where you, you jump into multiplayer and it's, like, you know, PvP. Uh, that's the stuff that I'm worried about. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Like, they need to be careful with this is all I'm saying. They need to be extremely careful.
0: I agree. I think, like, it concerns me a little bit that Microsoft's... Um... Microsoft, they strongly urge developers to prioritize multiplayer balance, but they don't mandate. Now, it bothers me that Microsoft isn't issuing a policy. They should issue a policy, I think, of just saying like, if we think, if we think this um, this is gonna be unbalanced, then we we're gonna block it. I think Microsoft should probably have final say there, because ultimately it's their platform and their experience. And they are having the final say, When it comes to um not allowing mouse and keyboard only games on the console see i would be totally fine if like there were mouse and keyboard only games because some games are just designed for mouse and keyboard and there's no other way that could run or at least not without significantly reworking the game like stellaris for example which i'm a big fan of it's a 4x 4X strategy game in space where you control you know you control like a galactic empire and stuff it's you can't manage all those little, all that little stuff, and all those menus with a, with the controller, or not very efficiently. So, like, if those games were to come to Xbox and only support uh, mouse and keyboard, I think that'd be awesome, because they're basically saying to devs, we're not going to force you to add gamepad support if it doesn't make sense for your game. But Microsoft, fair, fair enough to them, they said, well, this is a console first. We want to prioritize living room experience, so we want to make sure every game on our platform can be played with a gamepad but they're not forcing devs to be considerate about where the um the multiplayer stuff uh happens like are they gonna force devs to you know keep their games balanced are they gonna force devs to you know what if what if razer has a partnership with battlefield for xbox mouse and keyboard and then Xbox mouse and keyboard just becomes the favored input for Battlefield for some reason. But That'll screw over anyone who doesn't want to play with mouse and keyboard. I just hope that it doesn't lead to those kind of scenarios and like you, I think they just need to be a bit be really careful with it especially if they're putting it in dev- developers hands because developers only care about money at the end of the day. Yes, they
1: do. They only really care about what can you do to help me sell more copies of my game on your platform. Otherwise no. they don't care. Yeah, um, I don't know it's a slippery slope, though. It is what it, I mean. It's a slippery slope, um, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see how Microsoft implements it. I, I, I'm sure there are people out there who don't want this period, like they don't want keyboard and mouse anywhere near
0: the system. Um, it's already happened, though. I mean, I play I play State of Decay with PC PC gamers who use I keyboard just, and I, mouse.
1: But here's the thing: I wonder, I wonder like and I know Microsoft is all about removing restrictions, right? Clearly. But I do wonder like who this is for. Is it, are they trying to draw in PC users to be like, well, now I can use my keyboard and mouse on my Xbox. So I'm going to do it there. You know what like? It, it seems like a weird thing because the console is for console gamers, right? Xbox is at this point where like all their exclusives are on the PC. So if you were a PC gamer, you just play on PC, you have your keyboard and mouse, you have Xbox Play Anywhere, you can play your games. You know, like, one of the reasons I'm a console gamer is I don't really like to screw around with keyboard and mouse very much. So is there a large contingent of people on Xbox that, like, you know, like, console gamers that have been hey. like, give me keyboard and mouse, or is this something that Microsoft has heard from developers? Because I, I really don't see a large outcry from from console people. yeah. Uh, about, like, give us keyboard and mouse, considering, like, the majority of users on PlayStation and Xbox are going to be casuals. They're not going to give a shit. So, like, who are they trying to serve here? Like, in my opinion, I've said this to people at Xbox, it's just, I don't think anybody's going to use it, because I don't think there's anybody on the platform that wants it. Like, who who is knocking down Microsoft's door and be like, give me keyboard and mouse support on my Xbox? You know what I'm saying?
0: I, I don't yeah. get it. I, um... Uh, see, I, I feel the same way and it made sense to me if it meant that games that only supported mice like strategy games and stuff like that if they were coming to the Xbox I would, it would make sense because it would mean all of a sudden there's going to be way more games because one one of the things that holds get some games back like strategy games real time strategy games is that they don't want to rework their game rebalance their game for controller support because it's a significant undertaking, like um, fixing city skylines for gamepad support was like a huge amount of work. You took them like a year to make it fully work with a gamepad, and fair play, they did a really good job. But um, that's a lot of that's a lot of money, man. That's a big investment. Oh, uh,
1: well, Cipherman Cypher, says you all do know that PC people use keyboard. Not not all PC people use keyboard and mouse. You can pop in a controller as well. I know. I mean, I
0: know you can. Use a controller on PC, but even then, like, well, that's one. That's one of the things you always hear though from PC PC gamers is like, oh, I'll never play a shooter with a with a a gamepad because it feels sluggish. Because they, you know, they they say they can't aim properly with it and stuff like that. All
1: I, I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm curious to see. Who exactly is using it? And I'm, and I'm interested in also knowing when they implement it, what the usage rate is, because I know Microsoft is very much keen on, you know, oh X amount of percentage of people actually use this or blah, blah, blah. And they've gotten rid of, you know, features because of that, because nobody was using it. Right. Mm. And I just can't, I just, I, I just can't imagine there like a lot of Xbox gamers were asking for this feature, because if you wanted this feature, if you want a keyboard a mouse, you have the PC. Where all the Xbox games are, so, and most of the third-party games are going to run better and play better on the PC. I, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just confused about who really wants this.
0: Uh, it's an option for the way I see it is it's not. An, it's, an, I mean, the presentation. It was all about developers. I mean, to well, t- two people. It's about developers and also about uh, keyboard manufacturers. I mean, they they literally had Razer. Do the presentation with them and they were like we were expanding it was all about the razer chroma ecosystem the smart lights and all this stuff and it was like we're expanding the razer chroma ecosystem to xbox you'll be able to set up chroma keyboard lighting for games and stuff like that i think like it might even already be there like the uh, the chroma stuff i can't remember if it is or not but um i mean ultimately that's that's what it boils down to it's like it was all about devs and it was just like if if you want to add this it's going to be here for you um it's in the, they said in the presentation it would be in the april xdk in beta and that they could request access um with the microsoft account manager and stuff like that so presumably it'll probably come by the by maybe rs5 which is uh the fall uh, redstone 5 update um, but i don't know man like i said p- plans can and do change and you know i asked mikey Barra in my interview I said, like, um, what's what's new with mouse and keyboard support? And he didn't have anything to tell me. So like part of me wonders if um, Mike said, I think Mike, to paraphrase Mike, he said in my interview that um, if more gamers want it, we'll look at rolling it out further than Minecraft and stuff. So I think for Microsoft, at least for Microsoft's part, they probably are looking at the usage stats on Minecraft because Minecraft does have mouse and keyboard support on Xbox right now. And UWP games do in general. Um so I don't know man. It's it's a weird one. I think Microsoft's just sort of trying it out. It might just go nowhere. No devs will want to use it. They don't then maybe they won't want to risk the balance of their games. But I was thinking like it'd be cool if some mouse and keyboard only games could come across. Like, can you imagine playing Civ on your Xbox? That'd be cool. But apparently not, because it needs a gamepad support. So I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess we'll we'll eventually find out. But uh, your other article today about um, Xbox Community...
0: What was it? Uh, Let me find the article here. Uh, The Xbox Community Content Platform. They're calling it Xbox Community Content. I'm sure it'll have a different name later. But that's what they're calling it right now.
1: What exactly is that? So is that like user-created mods?
0: Okay, so... The Xbox Community Content Platform, which uh, was the same event, uh, actually, uh, GDC I believe, or no, Xfest, around the time of GDC, um, they were they announced that mods. Uh, Microsoft is setting up a modding platform for Xbox that's similar to um, what's it called now? The Steam version of it of mods. It's not Steamworks, is it? I can't remember, Steam Workshop, I think it's called. Steam So basically Microsoft set up its own version of Steam Workshop. So basically what that'll mean is that right now, games on Xbox can support mods, but developers like Bethesda, they have to set up their own systems for the mods, which is a significant amount of work for a smaller dev. So what Microsoft is doing with the community content platform is they are taking the work out of dev's hands and they're saying we'll handle the store links the moder- uh the you know the platform for moderation um the the curation and you know you'll be able to see the mods in the different stores the windows store and the microsoft st- and the xbox store which is now just called the uh pretty much just called the microsoft store now i guess but basically this means that devs will be able to put mods in their game without having to code their own system and their own catalog and their own store for it. Again, it's all up to devs how they use this. They can make paid mods and then pay mod creators if they want to. They can say that you can only add skins. They can say you can add like full levels and gameplay stuff like, um. The way bethesda does it that can make it so adding mods disables achievements and stuff like that like how bethesda does it again so it's it's completely up to devs how they use this and um it won't uh it won't lead to a situation where people are are, hack, are using mods to hack the xbox one because it's still it's still going to be this like completely closed system it's not like it's not like PC style mods, which are basically uh, you know file injections and stuff like that. It's still going to be very, very controlled and curated. Think, think Fallout mods, and the way that works. It's just going to be like that. But Microsoft's making a system for devs, so they can they can do it uh, without having to code their own system. So that uh, in that presentation, they said that would arrive in beta for devs around now, and um. Roll out. Um. Uh. Mod libraries, approved libraries, would roll out by the end of the summer, so that should be coming around RS five as well, possibly to uh, game previews. So. I
1: will say mods are pretty cool. Like I, I know there are some really cool mods they do on PC, and that's one of the reasons people love the PC is because how open it is and you know yeah. user created mods and stuff. And it's one of the things I thought we would never really see on any console was mods uh, yeah. i know bethesda introduced it with fallout and sony was kind of like eh but they kind of allowed it to a certain degree um so to see this kind of open up a little bit
0: more um yeah um it would be pretty some interesting. The, yeah some of the restrictions that bethesda's mods have now on xbox is that um they're not allowed to have uh, they've got like there's like a storage limit on them i think you're not allowed to have mods above a certain size and also um Uh, there's something else that's uh that sort of limits the amount of mods that it can get i think like as well they still have to obey the um xbox terms of service so there won't be any like super vulgar illegal mods like you get on fallout on pc i don't know if you've seen some of the mods that you can get on fallout pc but it's pretty scary sometimes (laughs) but um it's it's still going to be a very controlled sort of modding platform not not full not like a full wild west free-for-all like it is on pc like where people are you know hacking games and stuff like that but it is going to bring a lot of new stuff to xbox potentially and also like opportunities for amateur developers and and 3d modelers and stuff like that to maybe even sell their content which typically they give it away for free now and i know like when um when when steam announced uh that they were they were gonna make this uh paid modding platform um pc gamers freaked out because I historically
1: so
0: yep. yeah historically yeah historically mods are free but the thing is i think like if there's a talented artist why shouldn't he expect to get paid i i don't know that's the way i feel about it and like if if a developer says you know, we, we'll let you put it for free or we'll let you put it up for a price. We'll take a cut, blah, blah, blah. I don't see the issue with that at all. And I think console players are pretty much you, more used to DLC skin packs. Console and stuff like
1: players that. are used to paying for stuff. That's why That's why yeah. multiplayer is $60 a year on, you know, PlayStation and Xbox and Nintendo's charging for it while PC players won't have, you know, won't wouldn't accept that. And it, like, I'm just... Uh, I think console gamers are just more accepted to paying for things. Whereas yeah, PC yeah. gamers are just used to like, you know, it, the only thing they pay for is the game. Everything else is kind of like, odds <laughs> are free. Don't, I don't even you know. pay for
0: that off the time.
1: <laughs> I mean, you know, piracy. I mean, piracy existed even on the, I mean, like the 360 was pirates heaven. You get one of those flash consoles and you pretty much play all the different games or whatever. I mean, yeah. people are always looking to get like free stuff, no matter where they are. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. Uh, uh, mods are mods are pretty cool. But um, did you see this article filed by uh, uh, Kotaku about twenty minutes ago? Nope. Sources: Google is planning a game platform that could take on Xbox and
0: PlayStation. Well, duh. Mm. I mean, sources. They seriously needed sources for that.
1: Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I see the article. He says, over the past few months, the wildest rumors in video game industry circles haven't involved PlayStation 5 or Xbox 2. The most interesting chatter is centered on a tech company that's been quietly moving, making moves to tackle video games in a big way, Google, the conglomerate that operates our email, internet browsers, and much more. We haven't heard many specifics about Google's video game plans, but we have heard is it is a three-pronged approach. Some sort of streaming platform, some sort of hardware, and an attempt to bring game developers under the Google brother whether through aggressive recruiting or even major acquisitions. That's the word from five people who have been either briefed on Google's plans or heard about them secondhand.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've been hearing this for, for a long time, too. I mean, man, we've talked about it on this show, I think. Um, I've definitely talked about it in, in the past. It's not news, um, but do you want to talk about that now? <laughs>
1: I mean, uh, it seems kind of I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just I, I saw the article and I'm like, well, I mean, Google entering like the gaming on on the level of Xbox and PlayStation, I mean, that's pretty huge.
0: They're going to have a, they're going to have a difficult time because Well, of course they're going to they, have a difficult time, but still, they have they a lot of have, money. They, they do have a lot of money, but it's like how much do they want to spend? Like uh, they're going to do it half-fast and stuff like that. I mean, gaming's huge, right? And they realize now that they'll never catch Microsoft in the cloud because Microsoft's going to use the cloud and they're going to use gaming to get more customers into their cloud. And gaming is like this huge, huge thing that Microsoft has strength over Google that Google just doesn't have right now. It has like Android gaming, but Microsoft, Google doesn't make a penny on that from what I understand. And um, they're going to have a huge issue because getting the content onto their platform out of nowhere is going to be as hard or maybe even harder than getting apps on windows phone back in the day, you know,
1: Here's, here's the thing about, about Google, right? Is,
0: unless they buy Sony,
1: what is the thing? Like, okay, you, we've discussed this on the podcast, exclusives kind of define the console that you play on. Right. Uh, if you like Last of Us and Uncharted and all those other games, you get a PlayStation. If you like Halo, Gears, you get an Xbox. If you enjoy Mario and some of those other things, you get a Nintendo system. And then the third-party games are, you know, brought to the system so you can have stuff to buy outside of like the exclusive games that you enjoy. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of been how video games have worked since I don't know the dawn of time, right? Like Nintendo versus Sega, Mario versus Sonic. Like each platform always had like exclusive games to the console that you wanted to play. But here's Google. Google really doesn't have anything, right? They don't have any marquee titles. I mean, I know when Microsoft came in, they didn't. But Microsoft started buying up developers, buying up games. And I just... It makes me wonder it's like okay why would why would anybody who's in the in the gaming industry right now um like why would you suddenly start playing on a google device, this, whatever they call it it's i i'm i just like okay they're not gonna, yeah okay so like they're not gonna have any well unless they buy start buying up studios left and right kind of like how what microsoft is did you know they bought four new studios and they're building one unless they're building new studios and buying studios and, and, and actually buying studios that maybe have a, a high quality IP under them so you get people to actually want to check it out. it's like what do they really offer Streaming platform is that really that important? I mean maybe it'll be important in 10 years and Microsoft clearly thinks it's important but it's like is that something where you're like, oh man, I'm gonna go with Google because I can stream my game and, and what they're I, I don't know like I, 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 I just I, I don't doubt that they're, they' they want to get in. But I just I just I'm kind of confused about like who would actually want to you know switch from where they're currently at to game with Google. I, you know what I'm mm-hmm. thinking? Like I just exactly nobody. so it's like they either have to do like something amazing where like you can play all these third party games really, 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 really cheap, like ten dollars for like a, like a Google stick, and then it's the price thing where they introduce a piece of hardware that's extremely cheap, and then, okay, well, screw this, I'm playing over here. Or they got to really have some exclusive content that you need to have, but they don't have that currently. So it's like, are they about to just go on a major spending sp- sp- spree? And hypothetical, what if they go, this is never going to happen, and I know Sony fans in the chat are going to eat my eat me alive. What if they go to Sony, like, give us Gorilla and give us uh, Naughty Dog? They go to Microsoft and be like, We'll pay you for 343. And they go to Nintendo and be like, give us retro. I mean, it would never, ever happen in a million years, but that's what they need. Unless, of course, they're thinking outside the box and they're thinking not along the lines of true console gaming, but something different. I'm just, I mean, we've talked about this before, me and you, about Google getting in there and even Amazon, because Amazon was buying up studios at one point, remember? Amazon has been
0: poaching Xbox stuff
1: left, yeah. right, and center as well. And I'm just, there's this, there's like, there's gonna be a big kind of heavyweight fight. I know people think it's Xbox versus PlayStation or PlayStation versus Nintendo, but everybody forgets Apple, everybody forgets Google, everybody forgets Amazon and how much money they have and what they can do. Uh, and, you know, Microsoft's and Microsoft's like kind of thing right now is we're, we're their goal is 2 billion people. And I'm sure Google probably feels the same. I I don't know,
0: Jez. I don't know. I don't know why anybody would choose Google. You know what I'm saying? Like well, this, this is the weird thing about Google. Google has the two billion, but they don't give them any money. They buy like tiny little tr- a trickle of microtransactions, and like they don't buy sixty dollar titles. They play free to play games, mm-hmm. and like there's no the Android app store doesn't. I've I've always heard that the Android app store doesn't make real money for Google well um,
1: in the article here's what it says it says google also took meetings at e3 a few weeks ago the sources says and from what we've heard the company is looking not to just woo game developers to the yeti service but to buy developmental studios outright entirely
0: i wouldn't be surprised because um amazon bought uh what are they called now not iron galaxy the other one the killer instinct dev from season one
1: uh double helix yeah they cancelled their game
0: Yeah. yeah So, I mean, exactly, they canceled their game. It's not going to be as easy as Google thinks. And, um, but the thing is, I think what you said about Google thinking outside the box and doing something a bit more nimble, a bit different, maybe on price, that's how Google muscled in with Chrome OS, is they're basically like, they were just like to schools, uh, yeah, Chrome OS sucks compared to Windows, but hey, we're really cheap and we've got everything you need. So, and now Chrome OS, Microsoft actually perceives Chrome OS as a threat now. So, um, so there's every chance that Google could, you know, come up with some unique, cheaper way to do, do regular console gaming things. And people just, for, you know, they don't, they're not loyal to anything but money at the end of the day. And if Google offers something the same but cheaper, people will move. Well, that's, not, just why, that's why I'm wondering if, like, they can somehow
1: court the third parties to be able to, like, stream their games for incredibly cheap on incredibly cheap hardware where you could play, I don't know, I'm not even thinking about it. Like, you play Call of Duty and Battlefield, like, extremely cheap, but then they're going to, I don't know, they're going to want to still charge $160 on this stuff. Like, it's going to be interesting. I, I don't know, man. Like, gaming is at that point where, like, if, if this is true... You got next generation starting up Xbox Two, PlayStation Five, right now. You have like Google, like trying to get in with whatever they're doing, and everybody's doing streaming now. Microsoft's doing streaming, EA's doing streaming. Uh, Isn't there some like GeoForce now? Uh, Nvidia, don't they do streaming? Like G -G
0: GeForce now. Yeah, Yeah.
1: GeForce now. Like it's just it's it's uh, you know, and and PlayStation already has streaming with PlayStation Now.
0: I mean, like that's the thing though. Google can they can't take PlayStation and Sony head on. They don't have the IP, they don't have the the goodwill. They can't they can't take them head on. They can't just brute force with money. They've got to come up with something off the wall like Chrome OS, something different. And uh, you know, maybe they'll pull it off, who knows? Or maybe it'll just be a catastrophic failure like Google Plus.
1: Well, usually everything everything Google does outside of like Google itself has kind of been
0: a failure, right? pretty much i think like youtube's never made any money nope um ever and then you've got android which microsoft earns billions of dollars a year on patents patent royalties for (laughs) um uh and also google completely lost control of android because of how open it is um 10 you know you've got tencent as well tencent controls android in china not google um, especially on the gaming front, and then what else has google got search chrome os was a failure um I mean don't what forget what else did they make Google did hire Phil
1: Harrison back in january yeah and, and he uh, he worked at Sony and Microsoft and th- there's a reason he's there um to exactly. to do whatever i mean
0: I don't know like I'm, I'm, <laughs> i mean st- what do <laughs> did people like what do people think when he when they hired Phil Harrison that he was going to be there working on Chrome or something? They hired him because he's he built gaming platforms, and uh, that's why it's just obvious uh, that Google's trying to get into this. Space. Says
1: Google has been on a massive hiring spree, bringing in experienced video game developers and marketers from EA, PlayStation, and many other top companies. But uh, <laughs> it's still like here here we are talking about skeptical, right? And there's actually quote in here. that says, still, some developers we've spoken to have heard about the project. They're skeptical. Google's history of starting and abandoning initiatives is a red flag, as is the lack of proper internet infrastructure across rural America. If Google were to launch dedicated hardware, what games would it launch with? What would entice developers to port to the platform? Video game history is littered with consoles that attempted to take on Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft only to fail in style, mostly due to lack of killer app video games, which is a reality Google must face. So it's like, I, I don't know. It's 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 one of those situations where unless they go out and buy some big studios and get some like huge IP, then I don't really see this taking off. And I don't like,
0: want st- to. I don't want to sit here and say that they can't do it because. Well, of course they can do it. Will they will yeah.
1: be Will they be successful doing it? Is the question.
0: I, I don't even want to say that like they won't be successful. I just like because. This is, if they've got a really great idea a usp that can disrupt the industry then fair enough but like if they try and take sony and playstation head on like all those other consoles did and nintendo as well it's going to be such a huge massive fail and um i don't know google just kind of sucks man i don't like them
1: yeah it's I mean, we're in for interesting times, man. Next Gen's right around the corner. There's clearly things going on at all these different companies. They all have an eye on gaming, which, and not even, like, mobile gaming, which is great. Like, actual, like, console gaming, whether it's... That's where the
0: money is, man. There's no money in mobile gaming. Unless you're, like... Come on, there's there's money in mobile gaming. Yeah, yeah, if you're a publisher, but not if you're a platform holder.
1: True, true. Um... It's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting cu- couple years. Like I just I when I think of Google and even Amazon, I just like you don't have anything. Like there you don't ha- you have nothing. So like the only way you could somehow squeak in is like you're offering hardware super cheap. I I I can't I, I don't know. I I just I don't see it. You know. Pensive. Like I, I I don't. But that was just okay. kind of interesting because it just kind of dropped. So I figured we would talk about that. Um, so let's talk about. Um, you want to talk about uh, State of the K two real fast?
0: Yeah, let's talk about State of the K two, and then what we got after that, or should we take questions after that?
1: Uh, we got State of K two. We got Halo. Oh yeah, Halo and, too. Uh, Microsoft not Microsoft swinging for the fences. Or, you know, what, let's oh, yeah. let's go with Microsoft swinging for the fences because it kind of ties into State of the K two as well. Yeah. Um,
0: so uh, talk us through this story.
1: So this story comes from us from Tick, the Inner Circle. Uh, who Sam Tolbert, who's in chat, is a part of. They had um, they had Richard,
0: those guys actually. Yeah,
1: Uh, Sam does great work. Like, I think he writes like 30 articles a day for them. You really should poach him, man.
0: You really should. We'll see. We'll see. Um, (laughs) Leonard, hate me if I did that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey,
0: Sam, let's talk, man.
1: So uh, Richard Fogg joined the um, Iron Lords podcast, which was a great podcast run by Lord Cognito and Lord King and Lord Addict and great Lord podcast. Sovereign.
0: Shout out to them uh, too.
1: I love those guys. Lord uh, Lord Cognito.
0: Funny, I did that podcast with them, and they are hilarious.
1: Best 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 mic, best intro man in the biz, especially when he does introducing. Right, <laughs> good stuff. So they had Richard uh, Fogon from Undead Labs and they were you know talking about all the different uh, things regarding state of k2 and the acquisition um and i'll just quote it here uh he goes on to say that uh this acquisition signals microsoft and undead labs commitment to growing the state of the k franchise and continuing to deliver the ultimate survival exp- zombie survival experience for fans both new to the franchise and those already dedicated to the community which is great um he goes on to say uh that it's still kind of early days in terms of what we're going to shape up to be. Uh, I get the impression I'm going to be working on State of Decay for the foreseeable future. I think, in my personal opinion, Microsoft is swinging for the fences. They're not fooling around. They really want to be on top. They want to be on top with the best games, the best hardware, and making people happy. So... um. I mean, it's more a reference to what we have been kind of talking about for months, that Microsoft checkbooks open, uh, you know, that when Phil got promoted, it was all about like eyeing next generation with an eye to actually dominate next generation, right, Jez? Yeah. Um, when I
0: when I dropped that article about Terry Myerson not letting Microsoft spend money, everyone said, everyone was saying shit like, oh, Jez is just damage controlling, damage controlling. And then... Do you think it's a coincidence that they suddenly bought five studios? I know.
1: The thing is, I know it's not a coincidence. You know what I mean? Like, I've (laughs) spoken to people there and they've told me, like, you know, I'm not going to repeat, but like, obviously, anybody with the brain can see that one dude's gone and suddenly Microsoft is actually doing what they should have been doing for years.
0: You know, you know what's scary? It's not just Xbox. It feels like everything at Microsoft is better right now. There was a new Skype, you know, I bitch about Skype sometimes. There was mm-hmm. a new Skype dropped on the Alpha ring, um, Alpha ring, that's Xbox, on the fast ring. And it, it's so much better. And like all, and it's not UWP anymore. They've gone with a different uh, platform. And like, there's just so many other things that seem to be picking up now. Like right. the the reorg has really helped things, but I digress.
1: Well, yeah. So, like, obviously, Microsoft uh, is ge- is eyeing up for next generation. You know, uh, this gen, hey, man, they 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 got um, what's the, what's the right way to say this? Uh, they got their they got their ass handed to them. You know, they were going around with their tails t- tucking between their legs, basically. Uh, and after the Xbox One kind of didn't hit the numbers in the beginning, and everybody had to get fired, you know. That's when the uh, tightening of the, uh, the grip came down because it just kind of reinforced what uh, people thought at the top thought about Xbox that nobody really cared and it wasn't important. So obviously those people are gone and suddenly the future looks pretty good. Granted, you know, uh, I, I think Microsoft should have been doing this for years. Um, yeah. They should have been doing it way back in the 360. And we've talked about this on the show but uh, i guess better late than never um and competition is always good microsoft is you know has an eye in the future they want to win next generation that's uh something that has been spoken to me like they are they are really they they want to win and they're they're putting the money in their mouth is, is why they are you know building the next xboxes with you know potentially the best hardware spec because they don't want to lose on that again. You have the new studios building new exclusives. Um, They're not playing around. And I think you get the opinion from that. When you talk to people like Richard Fogg here in this interview that um, it's on like this generation, maybe not so much like things happened, you know, you lick your wounds, but you regroup and that's exactly what happened. And people got out of the way at the top of Microsoft to make it happen. I, I, I mean I don't I don't know what else to say about it. Like it's it's you know it's something it's it's literally something we've been talking about for months, Jez.
0: You know, like it's good to see it happening and other people realizing what you know we've been told.
1: Yeah. Well it's
0: it's 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 all well and good to say these things like oh we we knew this, we knew this and stuff, but ultimately it's it's on Microsoft to prove it. See Top Top Dog, shout out to
1: Top Fraud. He says it's too late for Microsoft to win next gen maybe 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 micro and i'm of the opinion it's going to be like almost impossible for microsoft to win next gen mainly because the console only appeals to people in the united states and the united kingdom like sony just has a more worldwide appeal uh that's just that's just straight facts they they more people like playstation um but just because you think they they can't win doesn't mean they shouldn't try. And who knows? Maybe the streaming stuff does become incredibly important, and and does take off like they think, and they reach more gamers than Sony does. Who knows? Uh, you don't have you don't you don't have a crystal ball. You don't know how next generation is going to play out. Maybe Sony makes an incredible dumb mistake. They're good at that. I mean, who knows? I mean, you think Microsoft wasn't going to make a mistake? beginning of this gen and they surely did everybody was convinced microsoft was going to destroy sony this generation they didn't you know everybody was convinced the playstation 3 was going to dominate Uh it didn't you know it's what we'll wait and see what happens with next generation
0: people laughed at the switch the tech the tech press the laughed. people laughed
1: at the wii dude like they they yeah like it, you, you never know you never know in the video game industry what can happen from from generation to generation uh you know i it, it is what it fun. is man fun uh, but it, like i said if if i had to put my money on it if we're doing a traditional console cycle no sony wins microsoft just doesn't appeal to like europe most of europe uh asia like they just don't have that appeal it it'll be tight and maybe they can you know, put up a good fight in, in like, you know, North America and, and the UK, but everywhere else. I mean, it's Sony land everywhere else for a
0: reason. You know what I mean? Um, That's one of Microsoft's biggest weaknesses right now is <laughs> appealing to countries outside of their base. They suck at it, man. They really suck at it. Um, they're not even that great at doing it in the UK and Europe where it should be easy and um that this is a problem across the whole company like surface they're just a very insular american company and i think that's they're not they don't have a global reach in the way that sony has curated over the decades microsoft hasn't been doing hardware for that long you know sony's been doing hardware for decades microsoft's like hell they, they started doing they used to do mice and keyboards in the 90s that was that was the extent of microsoft's hardware they're a software company it's in their name it's not micro hard
1: (laughs) the friendly neighborhood blue shell uh in super chat says groove music revival possible
0: uh sorry probably not dude man i want to say yes and i tell you why right i tell you why because the surface phone doesn't have a music app right now because there's no uwp music app spotify isn't uwp so, and it was Terry Myerson's decision to shut down Groove Music. I know that for a fact. So, you know, I wanna believe, man. I wanna believe. And I, I tried using YouTube Music recently. The selection is terrible. Like Groove Music literally almost had a one-to-one matched uh, library with Spotify. People didn't give that service enough credit, man. Yeah. I wanna, I wanna believe it'll come back because it was a cloud. It's a cloud service that if Google does get into gaming and they have the streaming thing, imagine if Google and I, and this is a strength of Amazon too. Amazon has a music service. Google has a music service. And imagine if they're like, yeah, we'll throw in the music service with our gaming service and you get both of them, blah, blah, blah. That's value that Microsoft can't add right now. Surely someone at the is thinking about how stupid they are over that i don't think if i don't think that Groove would be gone if myson was ousted sooner i just feel like myson is just on on this maybe it was like a secret google spy and his job was to sabotage the whole company what do you think Ryan? i think
1: (laughs) i think i think think, um I, i think things would have been different if like I honestly think you you probably would see sequels to different games. Uh, it's just at different times, you know what I mean. Like I, I don't know. I, I think things would have been different for sure. Uh, but you know, it, it, they I lost this you. generation. They got their asses kicked. They learned their lessons. Uh, they're going to make a play for next gen. Will it work? Will it won't? Or will it work? Doesn't I, I mean we'll have to find out. I mean nobody knows for sure. Despite the trolls in chat saying that it's impossible uh you never know you never know what's going to happen you never know what things can you never know what the future holds but uh state of Decay k two proven the hater's wrong Jez. um you know people were up, people were upset and tried to just credit m p d when state of the k was number one they just they couldn't <laughs> believe it they couldn't believe it in their small minds they just couldn't they
0: just didn't understand they just- did... i get like um I get tweets about this from time to time, where people are like, "Oh, MPD's fake news. It's, mm-hmm. it's fake news now." <laughs> yeah, it's, it, <laughs> and then, it, it, and then it's not be it's not G-Chall. fake
1: news when they're reporting about God of War, but it's fake news when it's reporting about State of Decay. Yep, people are so thick. Yes, yes, they are. Um, but
0: anyways, um, it doesn't mean State of Decay is a better game. People no. are like freaking freaking out like that's what it means i mean if if we go and if we go off purely from sales numbers does that mean like candy crush and angry birds are the best games in the world i don't yeah. know, i don't think so man
1: all it oh, means God, is it I don't sold... wanna live in that world all it, all it means is it sold more copies who cares um but some people clearly do uh because they 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 won't accept the fact that it did um which, it's, it's um, funny, because Matt, Matt Piscatello was talking about that on Twitter. Like, uh, you know, yes, like, I don't know. It's funny. But anyways, State of Decay 2, uh, they announced their new DLC today, uh, the Ind- Independence Pack, uh, which came out. And they also mentioned... the
0: Traitor Pack in the UK. The Traitor Pack. The Trader they
1: Pack. also mentioned that they're over um, three million players. And... Am... The... <laughs> I'm so shocked. Uh it seems like it's doing much better than the Sea of Thieves was because like the game's been out for about a month. So a month, three million players. First week a million, second week two million, month three. Now Sea of Thieves, when you compare it, uh Sea of Thieves hit four during E3. Uh they had the trailer that came out and said four million players at E3, which was uh how many like three months after Sea of Thieves came out. Hmm. So it seems like State of Decay is getting users f- quicker, at least, or it might hit $4 million faster than Sea of Thieves is. Now, that might be to the low price point, $30 versus $60. Uh they are both in Game Pass. Um, but honestly, like
0: this is this is uh, something I didn't really expect. Um, I definitely didn't expect it. You know, this is what I expected, man. I expected um, nobody to buy the game. And the franchise be killed. That's that's literally what I expected. And I I said I said that to Phil. I
1: wonder. I wonder if they knew, like, based on their pre-orders and all the other stuff, that the game was doing very well, which is why they decided to acquire the studio. You know, I
0: imagine so. I mean, State of Decay has its fan base, right? I mean, and we talked about clearly that clearly um, people like it a lot. There's no there's no game like it. You know, it's it's janky. It's buggy. I mean, it's improved a lot today from um, the huge patch they dropped. It's a lot better than it was at launch. Uh, there's been multiple patches, and today they dropped a seven gigabyte patch, contains tons of new missions, loads of frame rate polish for the X, and uh, uh, anti-aliasing and, and better textures and stuff like that. It looks and runs so much better on the X now, especially with the, the menus too. Um, but there's just something there's something unique about it. And to be honest, man, I've been playing it this whole podcast, by the way. Um, uh-huh. you know, just mindlessly grinding in it. Um, I love it. And cause I love zombies and I, I was disappointed. Like everyone else, man, I wanted AAA, triple a, I wanted dedicated servers and all that stuff. And, um, and we have to wait till the state of the K three to get that stuff, which is really frustrating, but I'm just like, and just really happy for them still at the same time. Feels like an underdog story almost.
1: Feels like an underdog story. Um, oh, I mean, I just hope that uh I just hope that the State of Decay three is what they said state of the K two was gonna be a triple A experience. Um and and different. Uh I don't want State of Decay three to come out and it's just like, well, it's just State of the K two again, which is basically State of Decay one.
0: It really you annoys know? me that they did they didn't even add any new freaks for this game, yeah, which I mean really
1: hopefully weird. them being brought in, they give them three years, I would imagine twenty twenty one release, maybe a twenty twenty two release uh and you make a uh, open, oh, shared open world zombie killing game where me and Jazz can have our base together. It's not like it's not where I go into Jazz's game and like I just fall there to help 76. him. Like it's yeah, it's just like it's an online experience that everybody can share together and we can build our communities together. Because that's the next step for this franchise. Uh, they still got, they still have they, the animations need to be completely overhauled because they're very low oh, quality. They've, um, like they've, you know.
0: they've overhauled the running animation in this actually for this patch too. Well, good. I mean, it uh, looks. It looks Less stupid than it did before.
1: Uh, show and W's. Uh, thanks for the super chat. He says, State of Decay can really be a triple A franchise. I mean, yeah, if you Definitely. pump the money into it and uh, give it dedicated servers, it can be pretty good. So, State of Decay, uh, prob- I wonder which one's doing better or, or in comparison, or like did they think Sea of Thieves would do better, or, or which you know what I mean? Like, I know they said they both kind that. of uh, exceeded expectations, but I wonder if like State of Decay is. Um, outperforming out what they even thought, or which one? Which one was better for them? Um, uh, between the two, um,
0: I'd love to know that, but we probably never will.
1: Yeah, and then finally, Halo. Uh, got a Halo announcement today that uh, Showtime and Amblin Television and Three Four Three Industries are bringing Halo to television. Uh, their Showtime has ordered a ten episode season based on the legendary. Game franchise. You think Um, it's any
0: coincidence that that announcement has happened now as well after (laughs) Terry Miles has gone?
1: Well, it's just like they announced this or something similar back during the reveal of the seriously. I reckon,
0: yeah, I reckon this was held up just because of money, and now now people are getting paid the amount that they think they deserve to get paid. Suddenly, it's going ahead. I think it's that simple. Um, so they're probably trying to get something for nothing before and now the checkbooks are open they're like you know what let's make this actually good here's the money we want it to be you know great and stuff like that so it says
1: in its adaptation for so time halo will take place in the universe that first came to be in 2001 dramatizing an epic 26th century conflict between humanity and an alien threat known as the covenant kyle yeah, so killing like yeah, Kyle Killian, who I guess did Awake, will serve as executive producer, writer, and showrunner. Rupert Riot, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, will direct multiple episodes and also executive produce the hour long series, which enters production in early 2019. Now, here's a little speculation based off of, like, so it's going in production early 2019. How much you want to bet that this Halo TV show will launch around the same time as the Halo video game?
0: Uh I don't m- know. I mean they're probably like that, but I seriously doubt they're gonna force three four three to make a specific deadline because then the Halo Infinite has big stakes, man. They're basically yes. they're basically soft rebooting the franchise with that, that game, I would say. I mean you know
1: they I mean I'm sure I'm sure Halo Infinite has a deadline. I'm sure they're like looking at a date and being like you, you know oh, yeah. you, you need to hit this th- i'm just saying like if they're going into production in early 2019 hour long 10 episode series you figure show t- i mean i would figure the earliest they could put it out is probably end of 2019 but maybe they hold it to the beginning of 2019 and they start using the series as a 10 episode or 10 week like event leading up to potentially the launch of the video game i don't know like i cross promotion i it's like, that's my first thought when I saw this. It's like, okay, the TV show's happening. It's being filmed early next year. Mm. You know, who knows when Halo Infinite's going to launch? Presumably you saw 2020. It? I need to... Be good. Look, I love Halo. <laughs> I wanted to see, like, big screen Halo. I mean, I I have to see, like, if... Like, give me a trailer. Like, I don't know. Like, because it, it could still be very bad. You know what I mean? Like, it could just... <laughs> I... I, I I, I don't want to dream. Like I don't want to. I don't want to be like, oh my god, we're gonna be Breaking Bad levels of TV here, or, or um, you know, like, or Game of Thrones levels of just like, oh my god, this is just amazing, or Band of Brothers or something. Like, I'm not jumping to any conclusions, but I do feel, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, Jazz. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's not. But I, I do feel like this is gonna like kind of lead to Halo Infinite, and there, it's just gonna be like marketing push like halo every single week on showtime and then boom halo infinite you know like i, I don't know maybe 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 but uh, it is it is interesting though like you said that this is happening uh you know right then finally showtime, happening um,
0: showtime gave me back twin peaks and um i watched i've watched half of twin peaks season 3 which um, you know, Twin Peaks is a early '90s a horror soap opera which I worship, and uh, Showtime greenlit Twin Peaks season three. They gave David Lynch full creative control. David Lynch has made the most insane TV show I've ever seen in my life, and it was amazing. So I'm pretty confident, actually. I might actually be good because it feels like Showtime completely got out of the way and let David Lynch make. I mean, it's it's like it's probably like a, a stupid reason to be optimistic, but they it feels like Showtime completely got out of the way and let David Lynch make a TV show that would in no way be popular with anyone except Twin Peaks fans. So <laughs> I'm pretty optimistic. I mean, you, you get like those like the World of Warcraft movie um, had loads of content cut out. Because the studio was like it's too long, it's too long blah 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 So like as a result it just came out in this sort of disjointed mess that doesn't that barely even makes sense you know and I like when I was watching the World of Warcraft movie with like my two friends, I had to pause it every few minutes to explain what was going on and the only reason I knew what was going on is because I'm a massive world of Warcraft nerd and I know I know the source material so well but I feel like Showtime really gave David Lynch creative right, control and maybe they'll do the same for halo man i'm pretty excited to see where that goes and isn't there a gears of war thing in in the works well, too? There's,
1: yeah so there might be a gears of war movie i know dave bautista was pushing for that uh universal
0: would be uh, amazing you
1: you would and i i still think i still think there's an uncharted movie coming
0: as well um i it's think from Sony. it's on top potential there because the video games like of video game movies are terrible I mean which which are the really decent ones to be fair the (sighs) first Resident Evil movie was okay
1: I mean there really hasn't
0: been a good video game movie and Final Fantasy 7 Advent Children was pretty good the Final Fantasy 15 movie was pretty good actually but they were basically just feature length cutscenes pretty much um uh so I thought the Silent Hill movie was okay as well. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I don't know. You see like you're adapting like you're adapting all this like uh like the story from like from video games which normally don't really have good stories, you know what I mean? Um and like nobody really spends a lot of money in them. They just hire some shitty screenwriter and 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 do some stuff. So it's like and they're uh, just
0: basically cashing in on the brand. Yeah.
1: Like I thought, the Assassin's Creed movie was going to be good because it seemed like, hey, they got um, oh, man, I'm I'm blanking on the guy. Uh, help me out here. He played Magneto. Uh, uh he played Steve Jobs. No, not he Ian McKellen Like he played the younger version of Magneto in uh, Oh, Days of Future Past. Uh, um, Benedict. No
0: God, no. I I know what you mean. I, he was in he was in Prometheus, right? The I mean, long, he was in Inglorious Bastards. I, I love oh, him. God, what's his name? I love him, uh, too. What's his name?
1: Oh, Michael Fassbender, thank you. Yes, Michael, Michael Fassbender is a great actor, right? So I thought when he was in, doing Assassin's Creed, I'm like, oh, dude, they got a really great actor. It's going to be good. And the movie was crap. You know, like, oh, no matter how good he was in it, like, he just wasn't... The movie's just not good. And I don't know, like, there was even a time where they were going to do a Bioshock movie, but that never came to fruition. So, like, when it comes to, like, video game adaptations for stuff, like, I don't... um I don't really I, I don't know. I tend not to get excited. It you works both mean?
0: ways though as well. Like most most games based on movies are terrible too. Because everyone's just everyone's looking past the source material and just looking to cash in. It's really annoying.
1: Yeah. Mortal Kombat. There we go. Hans worst well, Mortal, Kombat, Mortal awesome. Kombat back the very first Mortal Kombat movie. <laughs> I actually went to see that with my friends. It was amazing. Ooh, oh uh, god, I love three... that.
0: The Street Fighter anime movie was pretty good. Remember, remember Doom that? with uh, The Rock? I didn't see that, but I heard, I I heard things about it. It wasn't
1: very good. It was not very good at all. Um, Hope. I
0: really love The Rock, but he doesn't seem to be in very many good. I movies.
1: love The Rock. You want to know why? I was a bit like during high school. I was a huge wrestling fan. We would go uh, all oh, my buddies' houses, and we'd watch uh, Monday Night Raw, and Monday, and you know Nitro. We'd have the two TVs setting up, watching back and forth, and and I know uh, I'm sure Chat's gonna give me shit for this because it's wrestling, and this is when I was like 17, 16, or whatever. So it, it was like an event for us because it was like all my friends watched it. So we go over every Monday night to my buddy's house. You know, we'd order pizza, and it was like me and my five friends, and we just sit there and we just watch for three hours. You know, ma- male soap operas, i guess you want to call them. Oh, Dude, I watched—I used,
0: used to do that too every Friday night watching Raw because it was on on a Friday in England. Like, because um, it, it aired it aired live on a Monday, but like at three in the morning or whatever. But like the repeat was on a Friday. So, like every Friday after school, we'd just watch Raw. It was awesome.
1: Yeah. I don't know. It was, you know, it, it was just, I guess, the right time, the attitude era. Like I was like
0: 16. <laughs> that, should we start a wrestling podcast? Yeah.
1: I, I haven't watched wrestling in a long time, was but. Is like,
0: Rock your favorite wrestler then?
1: Yes, he is. Or at least yeah. would be. Yeah, totally. I always said he would be a movie star, and I was right. <laughs> um, I, I love me, I love me the Rock, you, you know. Um But yeah, so I don't know what are, what are we talking about? This,
0: is, this isn't video games. Is, no, we're talking this about Doom. We We're talking about Doom, and then we started talking about wrestling because of the Rock. Yes, so we're talking about video game movies and the Halo, the Halo TV show, the
1: Halo TV show. Which Interesting that it's finally gold, happening
0: five apparently. years later, though. I want you know, like, remember
1: when that was announced at the um, the reveal? Yep. It was supposed to be done by. Was it supposed to be done by Steven Spielberg?
0: I think Spielberg's still involved in some capacity.
1: Yeah, and now it's actually finally happening. We got a TV show Halo. Um, yeah, you, know, you know, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I, I, if this was HBO, I'd be like, "Oh man, HBO is doing a Halo!" Like, because HBO produces some quality television. But Showtime, it's like, Showtime. Are we gonna get like Cortana naked or something? Like, you know what I mean? Well, like,
0: there's a lot of. There's a lot of nudity and violence in Twin Peaks season 3 and that's what well, No, there's a
1: lot of nudity and stuff in in HBO shows and and Showtime shows but I'm
0: just I'm just kind of curious to see they won't that won't put nudity in that cuz little kids will be watching it. Well, yeah,
1: plus I'm sure Microsoft doesn't you know, nobody wants to see Master Chief's dong or anything, you know.
0: Well, speak for yourself, man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm just I'm kind of curious to see what the, what era, like is it going to bridge Halo 5 to Halo Infinite? Are they going to tell a completely self-contained story within the Halo universe that's outside of? Me? I'm just kind of curious to see like what kind
0: of story they tell. You know what I mean? Do you think it'd be like focused on ODSTs instead of Master Chief? Yeah,
1: well, see the thing. The problem is, if you use Master Chief, you have to get Steve Dows, who does the voice of Master Chief. You know, I,
0: I think I would prefer it if it focused on soldiers, and maybe there was a Master Chief cameo or something. I don't
1: know. Robert Rampler says, man, these guys don't know what they're talking about with the Halo show. Do you know what the (laughs) Halo show is about? Enlighten me, please. Were you sitting down in this uh, meeting between 343 and Showtime and know exactly what uh, is going on with the Halo show, sir? If so, would you please tell me and Jez uh, what we're wrong about here? That's funny. Yeah. I love people like that in chat, man. I love them god bless them but uh let's take some questions shall we shall
0: we yes
1: so hit us up with some questions guys and we'll answer them do our best but in the meantime you know we had like 360 people watching i don't see 360 likes uh so please uh if you enjoyed the show at all give us a like hit the subscribe button the notification bell all that stuff so let's start with the questions face he goes, Ryan and Jazz, will H1Z1 be the next game to be a huge hit with over 10 million players on PS4 announced today? And what's your oh, Metacritic yeah, prediction for Spider-Man? Well, okay. So H1Z1 came out on PlayStation 1 a month ago, what, give or take? Something like that? Maybe. I this don't know. Um, and it now has over 10 million players on yeah. the I PlayStation. Um, Will it... Is it the next big game to be a huge hit? Hmm well I mean 10 million players is
0: already kind of a huge hit is it not Uh, I bet Sony's kicking themselves for letting them go (laughs) they could have had their very own PUBG I I think
1: this speaks to the power of a game being free because it's free right and I also think it speaks to how hungry gamers are for Battle Royale that necessarily aren't PUBG and Fortnite and how PUBG kind of screwed this up a little bit you know, sure. like by by not being on PlayStation, you kind of created a uh, like, uh, oh, okay. a, you know what I mean. Like they went with Microsoft, got the money. Seems to be doing okay on Xbox. We haven't got any sales updates. Uh, but by not going to PlayStation, you let Fort Fortnite run rampant there, and then the next one to come out is also a huge hit. I just I just wonder like if they just if they did, maybe they couldn't. Maybe it was impossible to do an Xbox port and a PlayStation port or maybe even doing console at the same time. I'm just wondering if uh, like, you know, what, what PUBG would have done on PlayStation. Cause clearly people on PlayStation want uh, a battle royale game, right? Yep. I would say or so. if even going, if, if PUBG made them well, they obviously they probably haven't cause they probably made over a billion dollars on PUBG considering it's like sold 50 million copies, but maybe do you, you think maybe they should have been free. Maybe not. I don't know. I mean, they do have a lot of free to play elements in it with the cosmetic stuff and the season pass or battle pass, which they just introduced. It's like they want to be able to sell the game, but then also have all the trappings of a free to play game on top
0: of it. I don't know why they're not free to play. Frankly, I mean,
1: because people—fifty million people—decided to pay thirty dollars a piece.
0: I guess. Well, they could make that make so much more money and have so much more mind share if it was free. Think? Yeah. I think that would have more mind share if it was free. Yeah,
1: I think I, people would be more accepting of the um,
0: issues it does have. You know what I mean? At least if it was in Game Pass or something. But one of the reasons State of Decay is doing so well is because of the mind share that happens as a result of Game Pass. Like, someone has it on Game Pass. Let's say, this multiplayer game's good. You want to get it too. Maybe that person's like, I don't want to get Game Pass. I'll just buy it outright. It just It just creates mind share and it like for free game creates mindshare and i think like if pubg was free it would probably be a lot bigger than it is well, yeah, i mean it's, it it's
1: i mean it's already huge it's like the biggest game on steam it's potentially like the, what the third biggest game in the world after fortnite and league of legends i mean i think it'd are, have
0: a bigger reach though
1: we are we are talking about one of the biggest games out there um, yeah. It's just it's yeah i wonder if it would be even bigger but um Eternal should die. Thanks for the super chat. He asked, will we ever see world of Warcraft on the Xbox one console? Since all PC games are being ported to the console example Terrier um, black desert, etc."
0: I've spoken to blizzard about this multiple times. People at blizzard and the thought process right now is probably not. Um, the reason, for that is, yeah, the, the reason for that is world of Warcraft is based on a really, really old engine. Pretty much everything they've put on top of that engine is like a hack job, and to bring that to console would be a huge amount of work. And not only that, they'd have to they'd have to retune thirteen years of content for game controllers. They'd have to go back to every single old dungeon, retune it specifically for game controllers. Every single boss fight is tuned for mouse and keyboard. Now, as I've been saying that. I just thought maybe they could bring WoW Classic to consoles because they're kind of with WoW Classic, but they're working on um they're working on World of Warcraft classic servers, which is basically just the vanilla game, which people have this massive nostalgic boner for. And I don't know why. I played in vanilla. World of Warcraft is a much better game now, objectively. But people have this nostalgia for the original the original version of the game for whatever reason. I think Blizzard could maybe rebuild that for console there'd be a lot less content to have to retune and rebalance and maybe build build WoW Classic up from there on console but again I don't think I don't think it makes a lot of sense for them I I think they'd rather just make a game from scratch that's designed for console I can't see World of Warcraft ever coming to console I mean I've asked them about Heroes of the Storm coming to console as well and you'd think that'd be a much easier game to bring to consoles but they don't even want to do that like from what I understand so
1: yeah it's, it's um, frustrating
0: though because Diablo has done so well on console I'd love to see more Blizzard games on console but yeah. PC first step so Gunstar
1: wants to know
0: how are reviewers oh, yeah. going
1: to review Forza Horizon 4 if the core of the game the seasons are going to occur weekly a four-week embargo after release question mm-hmm. mark Um, I actually thought the same thing there uh, since seasons change everything, how are reviewers going to be able to play all four seasons uh, during their review process? So they
0: can I act, think um, what they'll do is they'll speed up the seasons. That's exactly what I was thinking. For the re- yeah, for the review period, I reckon they'll speed up the seasons. I would um, imagine
1: they can change it at their whim. So for yeah. like regular release it'd be a week, I wouldn't be surprised if a season. Uh, usually, the Forza Horizon games get released to reviewers. Like pretty early, like usually two weeks beforehand, if not more. Yeah. Um. I would imagine. What do you think, Jazz? Maybe a season every two days, a season every three days, or something.
0: A season every three days or two days or something like that. Yeah,
1: yeah. because obviously, if you give if you give them, you know, a week beforehand, like it's like, oh, by the way, seasons change everything. But I only played in winter, so I don't really know. You know. I um. Cool. So yeah, I, I think they'll they'll speed up the process for it. And then they'll go back to uh, like the regular time. Uh, let's see what else here. Katopsy <laughs> wants to know Would you trade all your PS4 first party exclusives for cross play with Xbox and Fortnite? Uh, <laughs> no. No? Um,
0: I don't I, care about crossplay at all, frankly. Yeah. I mean, I don't.
1: Uh, I understand why Sony's not doing crossplay because it doesn't make any business sense for them, and they run their business how they want. They want to run it. Um, I think the thing with Fortnite was I think more people were upset with cross progression, or like yeah, them h- holding like the a uh, PS4 Epic accounts like hostage rather than crossplay. Like, look, like crossplay is cool, uh, but like I, like I, I don't fault Sony for not doing it. <laughs> you know and that video i made about it with the dramatic music i mean it was over the top for a reason and if you didn't realize that because you know i, I thought the music was there to, to drive that point home but um <laughs> P-
0: this is the internet man people don't get it i know, I
1: know. They don't. so no i'd rather have my my ps4 first party exclusives and uh, crossplay you know people, i i don't care that much about crossplay um I mean. I mean I've, I've been saying it would be cool like one day you play Battlefield 5 and it's Xbox versus PlayStation or I mean yeah it'd be cool but like it's not something I that I would like... Um,
0: I'd like it purely because um my si- some of my siblings have PlayStation and it'd be awesome to be able to play with them but like we've talked on this podcast about about it and it it's just obvious why Sony doesn't do it it doesn't make business sense for them so yeah I don't blame them at all I don't know see I poke fun at them, but some some buy.
1: people seem to think like it's an either or. Either you're willing to sacrifice the exclusives to get crossplay, but it's like that doesn't make any sense. They're, they're not they're not tied works. in any any way, shape, or form. You yeah. still have Sony's exclusives plus crossplay, so that argument makes absolutely no sense uh, whatsoever. Um, and he says it was mostly to point out a difference between Sony and Microsoft and their business models. I mean. I mean, you didn't not. I don't know. Like, I didn't. I don't really see it like that. Like, it was more implied that they would have to sacrifice their exclusives to get crossplay, which is not something that would happen. Um. But anyways, uh, let's see. We got more questions. Um. Question from Victor. Do you think if the next Halo is weak, there will be a studio restructure? I just haven't been confident with the 343 heads. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so I guess what would have to say, what would be weak or what would Microsoft consider to be weak? Um, and what do they expect from Halo? Like if if Halo Infinite comes out and it meets their expectations, then everything probably proceeds as normal. If it somehow really underperforms, even with the extra time, I mean, granted, this is us thinking it's coming out in 2020, which would be five years, which is a long time, and it significantly underperforms. I think you see new leadership at three four three. To be honest with you, I, yeah, you know I, what I
0: mean. I, I agree. Um, I think like if if the, if Halo Infinite underperforms, I think uh, there will be some kind of reckoning for three four three restructuring. You know, looking at getting new talent in and stuff like that, they will they won't give up on Halo. They can't. It's too big. The fan base is too entrenched. I they're they're all in on Halo. I mean, they're making a you know a big budget TV show about it. <clears throat> it is their flagship franchise that isn't Minecraft. You know, it is it is still the flagship Xbox franchise. Minecraft Minecraft is its own business, pretty much. It's on every console. Blah 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 blah. But Halo is the thing that sells the Xbox platform, and you know. Yeah, I think if Halo, if they screw up this Halo, and people don't like it for whatever reason, I think they'll they will have to rethink some things. I would say.
1: Yeah. Uh, mighty Ryan, thanks for the super chat. He goes, hey guys, next week is my birthday. Well, happy birthday. Happy birthday. And I'm planning on playing some games with my family. Can you recommend some great co-op games on Xbox?
0: Ooh, Overcooked
1: for family. That's well, crazy. yeah, especially for you know, Overcooked 2 comes out pretty soon as well, and that actually has online co op this time. Oh, nice. So yeah,
0: Overcooked oh, is pretty good. Were any of the worms games for family? Worms is yeah, fun.
1: I'd stick away from worms. Uh, I'd agree with Jazz on Overcooked. Randy's um, bad at
0: worms, so don't listen to him.
1: State of the K2, four player co op, but that's uh, uh yeah, so that's local. not really a local.
0: If you're looking at local. There's loads of really good local games like Monopoly. <laughs> I feel like that sort of game. Have you played the Monopoly game on Xbox? Yeah, I have. I have. Uh Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time, although is that I, I think that's three player, right? Or two player?
1: That's two player, but you still uh it's still a cool game. I'm um, gonna
0: you know what? I'm gonna write an article next week. The best local card games for Xbox oh, uh, Cuphead. about this. Cuphead. Oh Cuphead, yeah.
1: Cuphead yeah. is a uh, is a great uh, co-op game um brothers uh any of the lego games if you have any of the lego games uh they're always kind of fun to play in co-op rocket league um rocket league split screen right gears of war yeah. um here's a split screen I uh portal 2 if you Have it in back That is a that's like one of the best co op games. Uh, if you haven't played Portal 2, and I'm sure people in chat can give you uh, a lot of options as well. Um, I would like to see that article from you, Jazz, about the best. I'll
0: do some research. I don't, I don't play that many local co op games because I don't have any friends, but um. But uh, I always, whenever I do have friends around, my my go to game is Overcooked because it's like it's just all on one screen. Oh, Diablo Three is a really good local co game mm-hmm. too. It's an amazing local co game, actually. Pro- probably one of the best. Uh, pa- is Path of Exile local co oh, Actually, I don't think it is.
1: Well, one of the one of the games of Gold Games that comes out next month, uh, Death Squared, is a it's a it's a puzzle game, but it's also uh, you you can play it with four people. Uh, it right. actually it actually is a cool game. Um, so I would I would recommend. I don't know if it'll be free by the time it's your birthday, which you thought it was next week. So probably not. Um, a way
0: out. What about a way out? Way out. Um. Oh, that's what's that now?
1: That's the game that came out. Uh, from you know the guy who was like fuck EA, and (laughs) it's. I mean, you can play it online or local. I mean, it.
0: Um, I don't know. It's 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 kind of um. There are loads, but they're mostly indie games. And it's hard to think about them off the top of my head. Castle Crashers? Oh, Castle Crashers is a good one. That's that's, a pretty cool uh, local co-op game. Or even online. Um... Divinity Original Sin is my favorite local co-op game. But it's pretty heavy and in-depth and complicated. It's not really something you play with family around. Yeah. So... uh... Those are all of our suggestions. Look for uh, a,
1: an article by Jez. I uh, hope you have a happy birthday.
0: Happy uh, birthday, dude. And thanks yeah. for watching.
1: Thanks for watching the show. Uh, Predator H 20 what's going on, buddy? He wants to know, what's your game of the year so far? So here we go, Jez. Our games Ooh. of the year so far. Mine exactly. is God of War. But Thank Rand, you. you're an X-Bot. Mm. <laughs> God of War is the best game i played this year.
0: But if God of War was on Xbox, you'd play that version, right? Uh,
1: I mean, if they came out the same day, of course. The superior <laughs> controller w- with the superior achievement system. So I,
0: just, I just had to give the fanboys something to attack you for.
1: Yeah, they always but, attack me for something.
0: I, I don't know what mine is. I'm, I'm, sort of, I'm torn between Monster Hunter World, which I've had so much fun with, Stay of Decay 2, which I've had so much fun with, and Frostpunk on PC, which I absolutely adore. I adore everything about that game, but it's too short. So it's a bit of a toss-up for me. I think, I think State of Decay, especially with this update, is kind of edged edged out into the lead now. Just because I love zombies, it's kind of subjective reasoning. Wow. Yeah. There's been loads of good games so far this year already. Pretty pretty cool, and there's going to be so many more later this year. I've I'm gonna before we before we end round predict predict what your game of the year will be by the end of 2018, given all the games we know about that are coming. Predict. predict.
1: Um, well, this goes back to Face's original question about the Spider-Man Metacritic. So, I don't think Spider-Man's going to be better than God of War. Uh, so, I, I think I think the Metacritic for that game will be about an 88. Shadow the Tomb Raider, from what I've seen even though I love Tomb Raider, I don't think it'll be better than God of War. The only game that has the potential to unseat God of War is Red Dead 2, in my opinion. For you. For me. For me. like
0: I'm going to say that or people will be mad. You
1: know, For me, the only game that I see coming out the rest of the year that could potentially unseat God of War is Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, I, Black Ops 4, no no chance because we got no single player. I don't really expect great single player from Battlefield 5. Five, even though the multiplayer looks a lot of fun. I've been watching some streams of that. Like, oh, it looks really great. I've just got an uh, advocate for that. I yeah. I Spider-Man, I think, is gonna be really good, but I don't think it'll be next level like God of War was. Uh Shadow of the Tomb Raider, I don't think it'll be better than Rise of the Tomb Raider. Uh what else? Hitman 2, I think will be a really solid title, but not like an amazing great one. Fallout 76 eh, I don't I don't think it, I don't think it could reach that. For, yeah, so I mean really the only one is Red Dead 2 um, in my opinion. And I'm not even sure, like Far Cry 5 is right there at number 2. I'm i I'm not even really sure a game. Uh, there's a game that could even unseat Far Cry 2 f- at number 2. I think there's maybe wiggle room for somebody to be number 3 on unseating Detroit, but I don't know. My 1 and 2 might be set. It might be just God of War and Far Cry 5. Fair enough. What about you?
0: Oh, man. I'm really, really, really excited for Fallout 76. Like, ridiculously so. I love Fallout games. I love apocalypses. It kind of looks like the game that I would have hoped Sea of Thieves and State of Decay 2 would have been more like with the, you know, the asynchronous multiplayer uh, and also more robust base building mechanics and, you know, loot to scavenge and that sort of thing. In a dedicated bloody server, so Fallout seventy six man, I'm pretty excited for that game. But again, maybe it'll suck. Maybe I'll have no depth, and it'll be just yeah. Well, a that's main that's Fallout four Yeah,
1: like uh, Cat says, ran Forza Horizon, and it's not like I I forgot about it. It's just that as much Brent. as much as I love Forza Horizon, <laughs> and I do love Forza Horizon. There is that stigma that gets attached to it about it's just a racing game, right? And you know what I mean? Like Forza Horizon 3, I gave a 9.5 and it was my second game of the year in 2016, only beaten out by Inside. And just sitting here thinking about how good and how much I loved literally God of War and Far Cry 5, I just can't see Forza Horizon 4
0: outdoing do you know those two games what i think is is that they're not really emotional experiences yes i think that's that's what that's what it is for me i mean very
1: much forza horizon four could be my number three my third third game of the year i mean like it's just i don't think it has i just don't think it has that like you said emotional impact um of being number one um uh Shout out to Carlos Cripson for the super chat. He says, do you think Rockstar is just focused on Red Dead Redemption and Grand Theft Auto from now on? They haven't released anything else.
0: I saw that. Um, is that question inspired by a meme? Because I saw on Reddit, someone posted a Rockstar timeline on Reddit, and it was like, they released the game every year for like so many years, and then GTA 5 dropped, and they didn't release anything at all for years, and just focused on Red Dead and making content for uh, did I say gears for GTA? Yeah. And um then didn't, they didn't, you know they had they made LA Noir, you know, Bully, Manhunt. I absolutely loved Manhunt as a kid and um and that sort of stuff. And now they are just a Grand Theft Auto machine. I, I, I don't understand why that game's so popular. Still, I don't get it. I really don't get it, man. It's That's one of the biggest you- mysteries in my life.
1: The GTA line mode, man, like... But yeah, the question I, I is, know, like, do I they only what? make Red Dead Redemptions and Grand Theft Auto going forward? Um, I think it's...
0: I think it's damn possible, man. Yeah. I think, like, they'll probably, like... They'll probably have a team working on content for GTA and Red Dead, their online modes, because they have must have made so much money from GTA Online. Un-
1: unless there's a team and they want to do a passion project, like, whether it's Bully 2... Or Ellie Noir 2, or something along well, I those lines. Was mad by Team Bondi, right? But I'm, but I think I think Rockstar fine. retained the rights to it. I'm saying, oh yeah, yeah. I think for the like, obviously, Grand Theft Auto Six is their core, and Red Dead Two is probably you know the second biggest franchise they have, and uh, I, I I think it'll be those two games for the foreseeable future, unless there's like a smaller team that had like a passion project, like we wanted to revisit Bully, and you know here's Bully. You know, or hey, we wanted to revisit Max Payne, which probably wouldn't happen because Max Payne Three was incredibly expensive and didn't sell very well. But no, I mean yeah, like 3. I love Max Payne Three, honestly. But I think I think you're right. I think it'll just be Grand Theft Auto. So like you have Red Dead this year, Grand Theft Auto Six. one, Jazz, like when do you think they're gonna do Grand Theft Auto Six? Typical Maybe,
0: rock star? Well drop it. What if they do like what they did with GTA five? Drop it right thinking. at the end of the gen. Yep. And then cross gen it and then make ridiculous amount of money again. That that's exactly
1: what I was thinking. So drop you know Red Dead Redemption, drop Grand Theft Auto six in at what, end of twenty twenty? And yeah. then a year later, twenty twenty one, you release the PC version and then enhanced versions for Xbox Two and uh playstation 4 or playstation 5. (laughs) i mean it would be typical but also at the same time is that enough distance between red dead redemption 2 and,
0: and grand theft auto two years um i think like i don't think they'll see as much traction with red deads online that they see with grand theft auto because there's no cars there's no planes well you know who knows maybe they will put them in in like some kind of weird futuristic mode i don't know but there's like there's not that there's not that sandbox mayhem that you can get out of gta 5 it's going to be more of a f- sort of focused online experience so i i see read that too having the same i could be completely wrong but I, maybe they've got some like super duper innovative thing that I just can't imagine could, dreamed up for it. But I can't see it having the same longevity as GTA Five. So, so I got a question for you, Jazz.
1: Go on. What do you think of the games with gold games for this month?
0: I didn't see them. I saw one All right. of them, but so I can't, you can't have, remember what it is.
1: You have Android Assault Cactus. Assault Android Cactus. July first. $15 game, indie title. I have a review up on the channel if anybody's interested. It's alright. Uh, Death Squared from July 16th to July 15th, or August 15th. Another $15 title. Cool puzzle game. I actually quite enjoyed it. Not really sure either of those two games qualify as a good games of gold you know, thing, since you pay for these. I, I know there's a big discussion. Like, Look, these games aren't free. Okay. I don't know how many times we're going to repeat this. You pay for these games. You pay a subscription, sixty dollars a year, or ten dollars, or whatever it is, and these are what you get. Like these aren't free. I, I hate when people say that, Jez. These games aren't free. You pay for them. You know what I mean? Um. Anyways, that's the Xbox One, and on the, the 360, a Virtua was this Virtua Fighter Five Final Showdown, fifteen dollar title, available July first, and then Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell Conviction, available July sixteenth. In my You're opinion, like, so that's all right. I yeah, I mean, Splinter Cell Conviction—that's cool. I mean, that's not even the last Splinter Cell. Splinter Cell Blacklist was the last one. Um, right. I, my initial thoughts: eh, pass. Not of, I mean, uh, I mean, Assault Android Cactus and Death Squared are good games, but like, I mean, you ain't like giving away with go, like free like good game. You know what I mean? Do
0: you think um. Games with Gold is sort of losing its budget. Mm. With uh, with the way they've been doing everything else lately. What, with like Game Pass? Game Pass, you know, mic- giving away games on Mixer too. Don't forget.
1: Yeah, I mean, Game Pass is uh, July is a lot better. You got like 10 games. You have two brand new games launching into the service. You have Warhammer Vermintide 2 coming day one. Epic you have Bomber Game. Crew. And you got Fallout 3 Oblivion, or Fallout 3 Elder Scrolls 4 Oblivion, Shadow Complex Remastered, Human Fall right. Flat, uh, Zombie Army Trilogy, which. Brilliant uh, game. That's a great co op game. Uh, that's another co
0: op game for you. Yeah. Dirt Zombie
1: 4 Army. and Abzu. So, like, Game Pass has a lot better. I mean, hell. Like, here's the thing. I. L- I did a video about this yesterday, but I love the idea of Game Pass bringing brand new titles day one into the service.
0: Yeah, that's how they're going to sell it.
1: Well that's that's what I think the service should be. And Warhammer Vermintide 2, from everybody I've talked to, from what I've seen, looks like a great like co-op game. Just you know, and and that game's like $40. Like this is what I want Xbox Game Pass to be.
0: You can play, well, you can play Ver- uh, Warhammer Tide 2 on the Alpha Ring. If you just go into the mm-hmm. Xbox Insider app and sign up for the beta, it's free. Yeah. Um, so, like, I-, I love
1: the fact that there are new games launching in the Game Pass, and hopefully that's what the service eventually becomes. Um, but, you know, like, I know they're always going to add older games because that adds, like, you know, value to the library. And maybe it's just me speaking of the fact, like I own a lot of these games, so it's not often a chance that I was like, "Oh, brand new game!" But like, I I like seeing like brand new games launch, not only in games of gold, but specifically in Game Pass. I think that's what the service is really good for. Um, <clears throat> uh, Gigi wants to know if the new Ori is going to be in Game Pass. Currently, no, no, it isn't. Currently, not right now. Potentially down the road, yes. After they talk stuff out, I guess. But yeah, it's, right it's probably just
0: yeah, it's just a case of I think they're probably working out the de- the deal. I don't think uh, you know because the way I understand Game Pass to work, every deal is sort of bespoke, and like I think some some games enter into a royalty thing, others enter into a sort of upfront investment sort of thing, from what I've heard. Um, so it just depends what kind of deal they they can nail down for Will of the Wisp because let's remember, um, Ori's probably going to go to Steam. The original went to Steam, right? So, Mm -hmm. they've got... Moon Studios have a bit more control over what they do. And I guess, like, maybe they're not... Maybe they're skeptical of Game Pass and stuff like that. I don't know. But it's interesting, you know, because... I mean, I'm not going to say which studios it is, but I've spoken to a few studios about Game Pass. And a few of the people who were... very skeptical of it have since put their games in game pass so (laughs) um microsoft is winning people over with data clearly and um they're saying look this is what these are the numbers we've done on this blah 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 give it a chance we'll give you this money this deal whatever so i don't know i know moon studio they they uh, they
1: sam says like he, he says he can totally see microsoft picking up moon studios after or in the wheel and the west i don't know they've been pretty outspoken about re- retaining independence so, so
0: where some of the others yeah i mean i guess that's true i guess money does does talk playground about. games was very vocal about their independence previously i'm pretty sure yeah so bad month for games of gold
1: pretty good month for game pass It almost kind of feels like these two are at odds with each other, and somehow they should merge the two at some point, or get rid of game
0: gold. I don't know, or get rid of games with gold. I mean, people be really angry saying chat. If will people be angry if they got rid of games with gold and focused on getting better titles for Game Pass?
1: No, people. I mean, people do look forward to getting the free titles. I just, I I don't know if what you're getting. Is worthy of the money of the subscription. I don't know. Some pe- people would say, "Well, you get forty eight games a year, and that comes out to be two grand, two thousand dollars." And it's like, "Yeah, but like, are the games any good though?" I I, I don't know. Like I, I I've look. I think I think they could remove games of gold, and people would still be subscribed because people subscribe for the multiplayer. I think if I
0: haven't, I, haven't, I can't remember the last time I downloaded a games of gold game. If if
1: they remove like multiplayer, like if, if they removed Xbox Live like, like the multiplayer restriction, it was just like sixty dollars for Xbox like games of gold, I think everybody would unsubscribe, <laughs> to be honest yeah, with you. Because the games aren't worth subscribing for. You know, I mean what keeps that all afloat is hey, you want to play PUBG? Hey, you want to play Call of Duty? Hey, you want to play Battlefield? Well they need to pay us sixty dollars, which sucks. Shouldn't we shouldn't have to, but it is what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um Anyways, I think we're going to end the show there. Um, it's getting late for Jezzy. So thanks for rocking out with us, guys. Uh, you can follow Jez on Twitter. His link is in the description to his Twitter, as always. Uh, what do you got going on for the rest of the week?
0: Well, I think I'm fresh out of leaks now. So um, got to go hunt some more down for next time. Other than that, I don't have anything major planned, I think. I'm going to try and review Vampire next week. Who knows, man, things always come up. That's true. And as for me,
1: I'm going to prepare videos for reviews for both crew two and near automata. I'm going to try to finish both of those off this week. I'm going to play through near automata at least three times and uh, look forward to those. And I'm sure there'll be other videos I drop in between. So if you enjoyed this podcast, give it a thumbs up. If you're new to the channel, Make sure you subscribe Uh, sometimes Google's finicky about sending out notifications and putting this in the sub, you know, the sub box. So if you want to always be notified, you can always hit the bell icon that'll notify you. And um, we'll see you next Thursday uh, since uh, July 4th is on Wednesday. So we'll see you a week from now. So thanks for watching here on YouTube and, uh, Thanks for watching on Google Play or wherever else you listen to like iTunes. So we appreciate you guys, and we'll see you next week. Later. Bye.